Thanks for downloading this podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy wherever they get their podcasts. This is still... It's so this is still... I mean, look, remember we never have a safety car here to close things up and yet we keep getting close races. Keep an eye on the gap between Sabino De Castro in the Porsche and the BMW of Century Motorsport. It's a minute and 15 at the moment. Jack Barlow's pulled out four and a half seconds on Dustin Blattner for Porsche in that red and white car that's just going through the chicane at six and seven at the moment. Then Ralph Bone in the classes. QMMF by HRT lead in the 992 category in the 992 arm, actually. Uh, and but they've only done one pit stop. Yep. Remember, so Christopher Zockling got out of there. Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, so, um, uh, sorry, it wasn't Christopher Zockling getting out of the 931. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, once again, a really good strategy from those guys um, to uh, get that car where it was. And I'm trying to win. Who did the opening stint for that was... Um, might have been Gunnar Alley or Julian Hansen, but I have to double check that. Hello to the prof, uh, the prof Schottenfreude, uh, Schottenfreude Hobbit. Says I've not followed much 24H series. I'm enjoying this one, fully on board for the rest. Thanks, prof. Uh, this is round two of the Middle East Trophy by Hankook, and we'll have the final round of that. It started at Kuwait in the early part of December. This was meant to be the final round, but of course with the change around that we've had to enact with the issues in transport through the Red Sea, means that Dubai Autodrome and the 24 hours, the Hancock 24 hours of Dubai next weekend will be uh, doing double duty effectively. It's, it's the end of the 23-24 Middle East Trophy and we'll be giving out some trophies and it starts the, night, the 2024 season. Although of course this is a the first race of the 2024 year, <laughs> if you see what I mean. It's a little bit complex. But, Prof, nice to know you're enjoying it. Good night to Jerry C, who's turning in. It's been a long day, he says. Uh, rest well, and we'll see Jerry, I'm sure, at Daytona next weekend as well. You do not have to pick and choose next weekend. Follow Dubai, which starts at uh, a very decent... I think we've got, I think, nine or ten hours of... Uh, of Dubai 24 hours before Daytona even starts. So we're starting at, uh, it will be a one o'clock start on um, a Saturday afternoon. So Daytona is, I think, nine and a half hours, nine hours. No, uh, it's nine or ten. Yeah, because nine, you're, that's, yeah. On, uh, that's on the East Coast, and it's three-hour gap between East yeah. and West Coast, isn't it? So, yeah, around about a nine-hour gap. So um, I, I think you've got, I think you've got ten hours of of uninterrupted there's no need for you to miss any of the first 10 hours of the Dubai 24 because Daytona won't have even started by then but if you have two computers you can watch both gosh okay. and if you're an Apache if you're an Apache pilot you can read both computers individually with your eyeballs yeah. okay because they use a monocle there we go off yeah, yeah they're differently Nerd. able to uh, <laughs> cross the line for the second place car this is Jack Barlow for Century Motorsport in the Solving Kids Cancer Supported Machine. They're giving great publicity 
and visibility to a very good cause there past the scene of the accident that's where you've got to be very very careful not to trigger the track limits he got close but that was fine he's got the Milner Motorsport car right in front hello to Marcel Duke and the rest of the team There, in front of them is the Milwaukee Tools sponsored GTX. That's the KTM in the red, white, and black. The additional lights on the front. They are running first in GTX. Uh, Dennis Liebel behind the wheel of that car at the moment, and a very credible 16th overall. I'm still impressed by QMMF by HRT, which has now got Ghanim uh, Al Ali behind the wheel, still leading, having only done that single stop. Yeah, Qatari-based team that run by the QMMF, the Qatar Motorcycle uh, Motor Motorcycle Federation. Hello to Amaral Abelhamad, who uh, is uh, over there at that circuit and runs the circuit. And looks after us um, splendidly when we're there, thank you. Yeah, uh, does an amazing job. Uh, Ex-Middle East Radical, radical Champion. Uh, I was racing the Kravenic Series as well. Raced it at Zandvoort. Um, in, I remember that. It's in the Mark Carmaster. Carmaster, yeah. Never driven it. in the rain before. Hold it from that day. <laughs> it did it what? It was sideways. That was long, long before the the, uh, <laughs> the changes to the circuit. Oh yes. And the commentary tower was literally a commentary tower. You had to climb up a set of workmen's ladders to get to the top of it and I'm not great with heights at the best of times when it started getting windy and rainy I just said you can leave me up here bring me some sandwiches I am not moving well I was on the way there to one of our stewards here's wedding in in um, Ireland and I actually dropped in to Sanford to see Fleetwood Mac at the Ziggo Dome not thinking Creventics on the same weekend caught the train down ran into Nick in the pit lane yes he told me about yesterday was that ran into Bruce upstairs and it was like okay but uh, yeah it rained that weekend and, and yeah, Creventic being a Dutch company it was the last time we raced in in Holland as well I think it is yeah yeah it'd be lovely to go back there on the on the a new one the 277 again yeah it was a nice we drove over for that uh, Dale Albert second in TCE TCX division and they're looking at the front of the car the V6 engine and Nick Damon has rejoined us in the pit lane. Yeah, I'll take over from Joe exactly where he was, which is with stories and news and issues with the Colin White uh, run selection of Ginetta. That one was a kind of a quick shifting, a quick check. Um, but uh, a complete driver change. No tyres this time, though. Um, that was quite a long time for these when there are five nut studs, effectively, not the... Uh, the single centre locks. It's uh, same old boots for the driver who's leaving. Not quite going at that point. A bit of a, a thinking time as well. And a lot of friends and then not much movement. And then off it goes. So I'm not happy with that one. Um, yes, yeah, so it's still happening now. Having uh, been sitting up watching this, you can see how all these various staggers unwind after all those coaches back to back. And that is the, I think, Nick, the almost in, uh, imponderable at the moment the teams will all think that they've well th th there's only going to be two two ways we've absolutely got it right or we've been forced into doing something that we didn't want to i don't think there's much in between at the moment there's the eb motors sabino de castro car that's leading his lead has been cut by 16 17 seconds since we went back to green flag racing and it is jack barlow who's charging we saw this 
in the Century Motorsport BMW at Kuwait in the first round of this Hankook Middle East trophy. And I think it was, was it Jack that had the little loop at the final corner in that BMW at Kuwait when he was charging off. Uh, impressive young driver though. Oh, and he's he's pulling some fantastic lap times. Five seconds a lap quicker at the moment. Now that may be traffic related. So as I was well. gonna say Sabino's yeah. in traffic at the moment, and Sabino's doing a job at the moment, and he's being told what to do. His team will be saying, look, if you can stay around about two minutes or just under two minutes, the car's best lap is a 57-1 in the whole race. Sabino de Castro has nearly been in that car two hours and he is doing okay. Jack Barlow is a second away from the cars, almost two seconds away from the cars fastest lap, but he is lapping quicker than the leader. That car potentially can do a 55 flat as we've got another caller in the pit lane and this is Nick Day. It's the car that was leading GT4 They've actually lost that lead whilst they were fueling up. It's a, you know, we now know it's a lap fueling in two and a half minutes almost. Uh, Charlie Robinson's brought the car in, the BMW M4 GT4. Um, they've got a bit of scratching on that uh, front right. It's scuffage, I think. Top tactic scuffage. Uh, they are down uh, one dive plane. Can um, you see that like, plastic rather than carbon fibres? It's obviously the GT4 only gets your plastic dive planes. You've got a GT3, you get the full-on carbon fibre dive planes. Uh, and it's Robinson who's got out. And is, of course, this is one of the few cars that's running as a two-man only. And it's Ravi Ramney who's got in. And we'll probably pick up a quick chat with Charlie uh, in a couple Lovely of to see that the Leslie family legacy of motor racing continues uh, with David Leslie's son, Graham, uh, the car controller and engineer for that car. He's the tall lad at the front with the, uh, the lollipop, as it were. Best to all the family, as ever. Coming down to two minutes, two hours and 53 minutes to go at RSL underscore studio. Thank you for all of you who are watching and listening on around the world and around the region as well. Good to have your company. Next weekend, it is again free entry to the Dubai 24 hours, the Hank of Dubai 24 hours. Uh, we're expecting a decent crowd. To be honest, last year I was very, very impressed. The new race garden that overlooks the uh, Turn 13 area. And then we've got the one down at Turn 1 as well. Yeah. And uh, the, the uh, balcony down there. Um, the, the Autodrome's done a massive amount of work in the last 12 months. And um, the viewers will be in for an interesting surprise when it becomes night. But um, we'll just oh, leave really? that, we will leave that there. Okay. And uh, I'll discuss that with Andrew Merritt. Well, I, when I went to pick up the, the car a week past Friday, um, I was thinking to myself, right, well, we should have been racing here this weekend. Yeah. It's kind of good we were because there's, the road outside the back of Turn 1 has all been dug up at the moment and one carriageway is going in both directions. And even with the light amount of traffic that we had there, it was a bit of a, bit yes. of a traffic jam. So yeah. that should be finished by the time we get it back. Indeed, that was a water main issue. Uh, Nick Damon, as promised, has stayed down by Century, and Charlie Robinson it will be his uh, next victim. Out of the 429, Charlie, um, I, I, 
how are you managing this race? It was all going lovely for an hour and a half or so, nothing. Then we had short code 60, short code 60, long code 60. How has that changed the way the team and you are running the race? Can't hear you that well, can you repeat? Um, lots of code 60s that put you off your basic plan. How has that changed things? Um, to be honest, it actually ended up okay. The first code 60 threw us off, so we had to feel um, light. We were in the fuel station at the end of my first stint when the first code 60 hit, uh, so we couldn't take on as much fuel. But then... Within five laps, the second accident happened and the Code 60 happened again. So it actually brought us back onto strategy uh, with the fuel saving that we managed to do with the second fill. So currently we're still on plan. Ravi's getting in for another double stint now. Uh, then I'm getting in for the last bit of the end. So for now the strategy seems okay, but everyone's on different ones. So you don't quite know where you are until the last hour, half an hour or so. When you get these big shuffles about in the way the race is going, do you think having two drivers is an advantage or a disadvantage? I'm not sure. I mean, having two uh, and me being a gold driver means that we don't have as much flexibility on the Code 60 driver changes, so it does maybe hinder us a little bit in that respect. Um, but Ravi's pace has been great so far this weekend, so if he can manage this double with consistency, then uh, I think we're in a good place come the end. Really great stuff, mate. Thank you. Now, whilst Nick was talking there, Sabina de Castro uh, has come in for fuel and given up the lead. And that means now Jack Barlow leads for Century Motorsport. Um, with that BMW, he stayed in the number 22 car. He's been in there for just over an hour. And he has got... He's just got across the line. Where's Dustin Blattner for car collection in the 96? He should be coming round in that red-white Porsche shortly. There he is, just gone through. And that's 13 seconds between them. Philip Barron... <laughs> has just done the fastest sector two of the race by some margin. He's 41 minutes into a stint. Well, has he found a shortcut? There he goes through. He's uh, 28 seconds back in third. And now this is going to start now to pull everybody back onto the lead lap. Remember we said we only had those first five cars. Then it became four. Now it's three. We'll wait for Ralph Bourne to come through. Is he still on the lead lap now? Uh, he's done two stops. Still the first car that has done three stops uh, is the, I think, the Attemptor Racing Audi now, the 99 F Florian Schultz-driven car. I'll see when he comes through. It's either that or the Haas RT, Tolson Kratz behind the wheel of that car uh, as he comes through and I'll tell you that in a moment but it's Jack Barlow that's leading at 4th century BMW and everybody still I think up and down the pit lane probably only Paul Trustwell knows who's oh. doing what to whom oh, oh, oh big, big off that was that's, old Porsche on a Lamborghini it's the 710 that's gone off right in front of the leader the leader had to dodge all kinds wow. of debris across the road. That's coming through to turn uh, 12, 11 and 12, I think. In fact, it's just coming out of turn nine. nine. Yeah, exit of nine. And they came out and hooked up together. And was the leader involved there? Oh, it was the Porsche oh. coming back on. It's the Project 21 pink Porsche that had gone off on the exit of turn nine. An unsafe rejoin and has run into Gerhard Watzinger oh. for Leipert in the Lamborghini. Both of those cars not moving. And the leader squeaking oh. through by the skin of his teeth. Extraordinary stuff. Uh, no blame at all there, I would say, to no, Gerhard Watzinger, who used to race prototypes 
the smaller prototypes in the USA in IMSA. And that again oh, is impact. heavy, heavy contact to the right-hand guardrail. It looked like, I mean, the Lamborghini was the same. He was in the middle of the sandwich. He, he couldn't go left. He couldn't go right. That's, how no how is that moving? How is the 721 moving? Well, that is extraordinary. That singer is staying in his car at the moment. It was Alexandra Fonseca in the 721P21 Motorsport Porsche. Uh, that car has, has some bodywork damage. I cannot believe that car's got all its wheels pointing anywhere near the uh, right way. Into the pit lane for EB Motors out of sixth position. And Nick Damon is there. Well, of course, when they peeled into the pits, they were in the lead, John. Now, they did get a full slurp of fuel because they actually had finished their fueling just before the Code 60 came out. So they got all the 90 litres they're allowed in this uh, uh, Porsche. It's a simple full stop. Cosmo de Pat has gone into the car. Just next to them is that car making its second only stop, the QMMF uh, machine, the, the Porsche for the uh, Q80 Motor and Motorcycle Federation. They have also had a successful second stop. And a uh, little bit more action than the previous Code 6. We've got the single McLaren. Now that's having a little, little bit of work done in the, the man's leaning into it. We also, a couple of laps ago, saw the 80. That was the uh, uh, the Audi that had Marcus Winkelhock in it originally. That came in for a standard stop. And I have seen a lot of cars diving into the pit stops. And here, into the pit lane, comes the pink Porsche that, of course, was responsible, we think, for the coming together. So I think we'll have to wander down with Seb and see if we can see any... Uh, um, evidence of uh, issues or incidents on that car. The, left the, uh, way, it'll be the left machine. rear, Dick. Um, oh, yes, so, so the left the left rear is, I don't think you should have that much um, Okay, so he didn't get it. away with it then. But they walk round, um, it's, yeah, basically he's taken a big old clunk at the back, it's ripped the back of the bumper mounting off, but it's uh, damaged the alloy wheel. That's, uh, that's going to be a uh, 50 quid refurbishment on that wheel, I think, possibly even a 75 while at Wonder Wheels. Uh, but they come to use, that's okay. Um, but I don't think it should have that much, that much camera. I'll check on the other side, see if it's just a, a weird setup they've gone for. No, it's leaning at a funny angle. Um, right. Yeah, that, that, that's a Georgie angle a Porsche shouldn't be at. That's going to need a bit of mending. Uh, but not as much mending as that 710 Lamborghini, well, that, John. That, thank you, Nick. <laughs> Uh, that 710 Lamborghini, the Gerhard Vetzinger CrowdStrike supported car, uh, that car is uh, not coming back under its own steam. Gerhard did get out the car. He had some assistance from the intervention team there. Um, it was a double hit, and that's, I think, was, that's what really knocks the stuffing out of you. It was uh, one hit into the guardrail and then a secondary hit. Uh, which is always the, the nasty one. Now, it appears that the P21 Motorsport team and the Alexandra Fonseca car, they don't... I, I don't think, Nick, they agree with you. They're, they're trying to put another tyre on there uh, without doing anything to the suspension, which I'm very shocked yeah. at. Yeah. Well, given that it was looking like it was at a strange angle, and if you, if you look at the, the map, well, like the camber they've got on that wheel, well, no, it's similar. Um, the, they've got uh, Kika... Uh, going into the car. Kika Quiros is going to, take it, going to get into the car. So they obviously are under the impression that this thing is okay. Uh, if it is, well done, well done to the Stuttgart engineers because they've built a very strong uh, uh, rear setup. Um, we've also got the, uh, the KTM from Razoo More Than Racing at the moment. I've just seen that we had the uh, uh, erstwhile um, 50 car as well. That's gone in the, the, uh, the Porsche that was um, uh, from uh, earlier on. And they are, yeah, so there's kind of more, more takers, and most of them are doing full service now. I think they're expecting. Again, perhaps another 20 minutes. Coming towards me is the other Project 21 car, the white one. 
which hasn't caused a problem so far, and uh, the Vortex as well. So getting a complete cycle through here of cars taking a little bit of slurp of fuel. Perhaps they couldn't wait any longer to get some fuel if they hadn't been in the previous two stops. Nick Dearman down in the pit lane with teams now again with their strategy thrown into the air. Phil's watching the race control channel. We had, we've had two sizable incidents now, Phil. One with the Lamara uh, and one of the Porsche Cup cars, 936, wasn't it? That, uh, 965. Uh, 965, excuse me. Uh, and we're waiting for a decision on that from race control it as well. It has come through, John. 122nd penalty for the 965 causing an accident. So uh, we stayed out of that because we didn't see anything, but obviously race control with their cameras were able to see it and have apportioned the majority of the blame on the 965, which is still continuing racing um, at the moment. Tom Connell at the wheel of that car in 18th position overall, running fourth in the 992 category. So uh, that one has been decided, and they'll have to sit stationary for two minutes in the penalty box. Remember, under Code 60, no penalties can be served. However, if you are getting towards the end of when your, your two-hour time limit and the Code 60 comes out, that switches from the two hours to the next time you enter the pits. Yeah. So they, they make it so that you don't have to, you know, do things. 721 has left the pits. Uh, Nick Damon reports that the uh, Project 21 car has left the pit lane. So Ooh. they've had a look at that rear end and there don't seem to be... Uh, they don't seem to be too worried uh, about that. It's going to be a little more complex recovery for the 710. Gerhard Vetzing, uh, CrowdStrike supported Lamborghini. This is the shattered black car. Uh, it looks like Bruce Wayne would nip out to lunch <laughs> in it, doesn't it, to be honest? Indeed. Uh, it's Master Wayne, will you be taking the bat pod? It's, no, Alfred, uh, not in the middle of the day. It's too ostentatious. Oh, well, then the Lamborghini, then, Master Bruce. Like all of these... Far less ostentatious. <laughs> like all of the uh, newer GT3 cars, they've got um, the hooks that, from the roll cage that go through into um, uh, um, outside of the roof, which means you can lift the cars up, um, uh, especially when gravel is concerned. Well, we don't have any gravel here, but the tracks like Zandvoort, which has a lot of gravel, if you try and drag one of these cars backwards, you're going to rip the underbody, they're going to rip the flat floor off, or the diffuser, or the, the, uh, or the splitter. Um, uh, with these, this, uh, you can lift the car up um, uh, without uh, dragging it, as we see the, the crane in there. And we can see how this happened now. And what I want to see is there's a considerable gap between the 22 and the Lamborghini. They're not getting, he's not getting squeezed, but it is the Porsche coming back onto the circuit that it, with an unsafe re-entry, which has caused um, that. And it was the secondary impact to the Armco right where the, um, the upright that is buried in concrete behind it that's what he hit, and that doesn't move. And we saw that the, co the pole didn't move, no. and it just carved out that front right corner of that car. But again, you, you've got to say, now, this, is a, this is different. This is a car, this is a racing car that is based on a road going, a street car. So that has a monocoque, but it's not built. Um, with the sole intention of being a race car. Yeah. It's a very high-performance road car, but unlike the Lamara, it, it's not built as a race car. So it has a cage in it. Of course it does. It has strengthening in it. Of course it does. That is in addition 
to its road car credentials. And once again, it has stood up. The left-hand side, the car, you're going to sell that, by the way. Take the picture from the left-hand <laughs> side. Yes. The door opened without any problem. Gerhard was able to get himself out. And, you know, it, it stood up exceptionally well. What are you doing coming out of turn nine, accelerating out of turn nine? That thing picks up spray pretty oh, quickly. Rapid. Turn 10, probably just a slight feather, not even a full lift. So he'd have been accelerating well up over 100, 120 mile an hour. Yeah. And it's been pitched into a, a, an immovable object. And that car, it's lost a bit of bodywork. But I tell you what, that is not... That is not a dead Lambo. That will no. come back. Nick Damon. Oh, 60s. Um, I think they just ran Joe Foster's uh, minimum drive time. They were in the previous case. I was watching. They took Joe. They took Shane Lewis out and put Joe Foster in. And now they put him. They've now changed him round again. And I think I don't. Oh, you should know. You can tell me how long Foster's stint was. Probably just over the minimum. But they are doing a lot of rotation, and a lot of changing, and they're really playing. Whereas many teams appear to be ignoring the coatings, so, well, uh, I think being the AM advantage, you can get a nice slurp of fuel. I mean, they're trying to take advantage of them. That would make sense. Yeah. Let I, me have a look. I'll tell you. Um, I could tell you. We were talking about the number 80 car there, weren't we? 85. Uh, 85, excuse me. Uh, Shane Lewis, Shane Lewis. Uh, who was before Shane? That was Charles Putnam. And Joe Foster. Joe Foster was in four. Uh, 9.21. Uh, I think he's been in just under half an hour. Um, so they, they have to do a minimum one twelfth race distance. Mm -hmm. So that will cover him. Just. Just. But that's all they need to do. 8.42. Um, uh, sorry. Uh, 12.42. He got in that car. No, no, yes, yeah, he has. Yeah, that's that's more than half an hour. Yep. So, yes, Nick was absolutely spot on. 6 5 uh, now. With Tom Coronel. And they do a brake patch. That's the Tom Coronel Porsche. The, yeah, the 965s come in, John. They're doing a brake pad change, which is really odd in a six hour race. So they are, and, and then the pads are absolutely worn out. <laughs> so they've obviously put something soft really? in there they shouldn't have done. And they are, they're, they're changing the pattern. They certainly wouldn't have lasted another half of the race. Tom Coronel getting out. You can quite see who got in, but I think it may be a two-man drive. Is that, that because be Tom does a lot of following and then unfollowing? <laughs> I think, basically, I think he's obviously doing trail breaking. He trails off his following and then, tra then pushes forward again. Um, do you think I should ask for an interview? They walk away and ask you for another one. They walk away it. and ask you for another one. Stop it. <laughs> um, was, Tom in the, was Tom in the car when they had the no, incident? No, it, it, uh, it was Yam. Yap, sorry. Um, okay. So he's just got in, okay. I might, I will tell you a quick word with Tom, just we'll work out how they managed to wear the tyres out. The Vortex has made another stop, so they're having a lovely time getting lots of fuel at the moment, uh, since they got over their initial spin issues. But, um, yeah, so I will go... Oh, see, see if I can... I've got to go annoy Tom now immediately, I think it seems... Only fair, really, as we are in code 60 for... Uh, he's going to eat my dust on the back of his... Uh, Tom? Here he comes. Uh, he's following me. Anyway, um... Uh, Tom, um, the 965 car, um, you've replaced the, you've replaced the brake pads already. I mean, are you just... Why? I think I was pushing the brakes maybe a little bit too hard. Um, we saw that the wear was quite uh, quite over the limit. So uh, we just said, okay, then uh, for safety reasons we do in the Code 60, we change the brake pads. Um, 
Also the brake bias, I, uh, I changed the wrong direction, so I used maybe a little bit too much front brakes. But uh, yeah, we put fresh brakes on and then uh, we'll be fine. I understand it was um, your car, but, but your teammate driving, we had the incident with the Lamera. Do you, do you guys, do, do you know what happened in the incident with the Lamera with, with the car? Uh, no, I have not seen anything. No, sorry. I, uh, uh, I just heard him talking that he said, oops, the guy uh, seared into me and, and that's all what he said on the radio. But you know, there's always a situation on circuit. You never know how it looks like. But uh, yeah, that's also part of racing, I suppose. Talk about racing, how easy is it to go from running through the deserts of Saudi Arabia to the tracks of Abu Dhabi in a couple of days? Well, look at me. It's easy. Nah, you know, uh, of course, during the Dakar Rally, there are, there are tough days. Uh, I flew back directly after the podium. I picked up my medal. Uh, I flew to... Uh, no, I went by taxi three and a half hours to Jeddah, then from Jeddah to Dubai, then from Dubai, taxi here. I arrived here Saturday morning at 5 o'clock in the night, and at 9 o'clock was the qualification, so, or, or the first free practice. So, uh, yeah, I was fine. I, I don't know where people talk about. I mean, uh, when it has four wheels and I can drive, then I'm there. So that's the way it is. I mean, that's it, Tommy. You have had one of the most varied careers, haven't you? I mean, I mean how long do you see that guy? Do you see yourself driving for 20, 30 years more, or do you think, oh, I'm getting to the sunset now? No, no. You know what the good thing is? The car doesn't know how old you are. So as long as you, uh, as you push uh, your own limits, uh, you feel okay. I feel okay, uh, as you see. So uh, I, I don't know where people talk about. But you know what the good thing is? If you make always the mileage, uh, I'm nearly every week in a race car, that keeps you fit as well. And it keeps you also sharp. So, uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm not worried. I keep on driving as long as my hands and my feet and my mind are still there. Uh, you'll see me on the racetrack. Tom, great stuff. Thank you. Fabulous. Amazing. Fabulous. Absolutely Fabulous. Amazing. Well done, uh, Nick <laughs> They've crossed out the dust on the back of his racing yeah. suit. So that's brilliant. Uh, so good. Uh, that is outstanding. <laughs> Absolutely the right answers from Tom Coronel as well. And, well, what a legacy Tom and Tim Coronel have down through the years. And we've seen him down through the years in a variety of machinery. He's popped in and out of Kreventnik as well which has been great to see. And please, can we have more of that? Can we have more of Tom Coronel uh, telling it like it is to our pit reporters? Live from Yas Marina, where inside the last two hours, or just on the last two hours and 30 minutes, a bit of barrier repair to be enacted over at the exit of Turn 9, running to the kink of Turn 10 after that incident between the Project Warm Porsche and the number 710 Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo, Gerhard Votzinger, out of the car, but under his own steam. And again, that's the good news of all of that. 15 minutes so far in this Code 60. P21 car passes the scene of, of the incident. And that left rear wheel, I tell you, that is extraordinary. They pulled the bodywork away, uh, banged a new wheel and Hank Tyron, changed the driver. And off you go. How? That's a cup car. It is. I it's know. Made of concrete. I, it's just extraordinary. Meantime, the uh, Lambo 710 coming into the pitman. That's the Lightboat car. The satin black car on the back of the flatbed. And that car will need some remedial work. Well, they entered for next week. I'm not 100% sure. I, I saw the. Uh, I saw the entry. Uh, confirmation earlier on this week and there was I think there were 60 odd cars on it which is absolutely extraordinary for the Dubai 24 hours
thought for the uh, sessions on RS1 as we are here and uh, sound and vision mixed and married perfectly together via our Creventic pages and of course the website of 24hseries.com and the YouTube page which has been so popular as well down through the years as we said earlier uh, over uh, just getting on for 10 hours before we even start Daytona so no uh, no reason for you not to see a goodly portion of the start of the race the What's seven, better, dear, the 7 10 is not entered is it not no so right. uh, they've got well, some time to repair that before their european season well nick damon is uh, looking at t2 lego kits uh, nick back at home well I, I think you certainly this is a this is a job for a a big mallet and a hammer. Um, the rear is crushed, effectively, so you've got to oh, really? collapse the, the, the right oh, rear yeah. suspension. It's completely gone. It's squished in, and you can see the wishbones are gone. Uh, obviously, the, the front right doesn't exist anymore. That's been ripped clean off, um, and they have snapped. It's lovely. See, they've snapped the uh, shaft of the uh, shock. It's lovely for you to get here. I think Seb's giving it to you. Yes, he is. Um, it's been oh. ripped straight off the... Uh, um, so that's a, that's a, the thing is, that's a hell of an impact just to slightly derange the rear bumper of the Porsche. Um, I realise obviously it then went into the barrier afterwards, but it's amazing how uh, an accident can have so different outcomes for two cars involved, isn't it, really? Um, but yeah, so there's basically there's half a car that no longer really exists. Um, looking around, I mean, not this is particularly important, they're obviously not going to try and get this finished for this race, and they don't have to enter into uh, Dubai, but it doesn't seem, I think, they've because it's been a kind of a ripping situation, I don't think they've got an issue with the, sh with the chassis. I think it's just kind of basically pulled bits off. Which, as we know, as far as chassis is concerned, it's much better having them pushed in. I like the way the team um, members yeah, were using. Uh, look, you, you're happy. <laughs> mobile phone being used not as a torch, but actually taking pictures, presumably to send back to Lamborghini Squadra Corsa for which bits they're going to need to order. Oh, it's a spare part situation. Let's see. Let's see. Who is in the? Gerhard Watzinger. He he will have gone to the medical centre. That was a bit. That uh, was a big shot. Yeah. Nasty turn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know the. the, the Again, these cars are very, very strong and very, very tough. And when bits fall, it's because they're meant to on the whole. Mm. There's an energy dissipation. Uh, and there is a massive have spare you, Have you taken a wander up to the Lamara pit uh, by any chance? I haven't, no. I, will, I don't suppose we'll see anything. We'll I just, it, I'd just like to know um, if they've had any word about uh, whether their drivers got back. Uh, who's it in the car at was, the time? Uh, let me remind myself. That's terrible, isn't it? Only happened ten minutes ago. Uh, it was Daniel. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll, 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 uh, yeah, this uh, this is uh, this car's going nowhere. The one thing I would say, weird thing about it was when they pulled the car in, I think they weren't too sure whether they're going to take it to the, around the back or into the pit lane. And the actual truck parked up in the the running lane of the pit entry, blocking it entirely for about a minute. Luckily, no one came through. Um, one thing I have seen also is that the uh, the pink Porsche, which causes problem, actually did, did sort of a drive-through. I don't know whether it was a, a drive-through to wave at the team and say it's all right, or is a drive-through because they're in some sort of trouble. But it just drove through. It didn't take it. I don't think it took any fuel, and it didn't stop. So it was a bit of a strange thing for the 921 pink Porsche. I haven't seen uh, any penalty there. Evil Buddy, it says on the front of the Lamborghini. That's an evil incident, I'll tell you that. Yeah, nothing for the 721. So. Okay. Well, the rear suspension drops vaguely back into position as it's jacked up off the or lifted off the back of the 
truck, but as Nick said, that was terribly deranged, and the number 710 Lamborghini. So the Porsche, the Porsche is responsible for the um, the rear, and the guard post responsible for, for the front. front. Yeah. Yeah, that was rear. That was I think that was rear to rear. Yeah. Uh, coming back to green. Uh, as soon as we can. Great work again on what was, again, a substantial impact that has damaged part of the guardrail, and that has been uh, restored to an order that is uh, good enough to go back racing. Huge clumps of rubber, by the way. Yeah, the one, the side and of the we circuits. saw this with the Gianetta. They were pulling it out of the, uh, of the wheel arches. Yeah. And so this is being dumped out of the wheel arches. I was collecting. Remember, this stuff can catch fire. Yeah, good when, point. Uh, V8 Supercar is a prime example of that. Um, so, uh, well, they, we used to see it in the older versions of the EMGs, didn't we? And the new NASCAR as well was yeah. having that problem with uh, rubber build-up and catching fire. So uh, that's all coming out of that. And we're back to green racing two hours 26 minutes on the clock and jack barlow leads the motor race by 34 seconds under code 60 that will come down of course because they've all been cruising around at 60 clicks uh, so don't worry about that too much at the moment in terms of the lead at the head of the field century motorsport then uh, completed lap 87 working lap 88 justin blattner in car collection motorsport the red and white porsche stephen grove uh, sitting down in 10th position, 4th in Pro-Am at the moment. Uh, just waiting for Ralph Bourne to come through for Herbert. That didn't get as many people back onto the lead lap as I thought there. I think we're going to have... I think we're going to have four cars on the lead lap. Yes, we are. Separated by 90 seconds. So that's Sedgwick Car Collection, Baron and Herbert. Numbers 22, 96, 86 and 91 are on the lead lap. Um... Then it's a Tempto Haas, the 21 Haas, that is. Then the EB Motors Porsche, the 95, and Huber, and I think Shane Lewis are one lap back. Let's wait for Shane to come through. And I think Stephen Grove, he's only a couple of three seconds behind Shane Lewis, so I think he's only a lap back as well. Yes, he is. He'll come through to complete what will be his 86th lap right now. I reckon Grove, when they come in, when Stephen comes in with Grove Racing, this will their next stop, possibly. He's only a short way into his stint, an uh, hour into his stint. He's going to have to come and fuel. But how much fuel did he take on on that last one? Because if they've topped the tank up all the way through, he can get through on one more stop. Well, CP Racing and Grove have been serial visitors to the... <laughs> to the petrol pub. They've now been in through the lane six times each. But, you know, uh, transitioning down the lane is just under 30 seconds. Yeah. So Shane Lewis got back in the last time they went down, because that's the 53-second stop. But uh, Stephen Grove didn't uh, do anything. He just filled... He put 90 seconds of fuel in again. So 90 seconds is the flow rate for putting in what you can put in under code 60. Shane Lewis, ninth position at the moment, leaders of the Hancock Middle East Trophy, remember, with one round to go after this one, and it's a big one. It's the Dubai 24-hour next weekend, live Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
No excuses to miss it. Set your alarms if you've got to get up in the morning. They are... This could be... They've been very tentative about this. This could be the last couple of... A couple of times that we see that CP racing team in its current form. And they'd love to go out with another championship. They'd love to go out with another major victory. I thought I saw a bollard in the middle of the road there between turn um, 14 and 15. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. One of those. One of the marker bollards. Oh, yeah. Looked like there was then lying in the middle of the track. And you were spot on. There we what go. A, it, it's not helped by the fact that it's right there a shadow is. Where the bridge goes across from the W Hotel. I was about somebody's to say... Gonna, somebody's going to flick it. They're going to they're pull it out. There we go. Oh, oh. so close. Who's, who's going to have the winning shot? Now, those are plastic, of course. Yeah. Um, and but they're so, meant to be flicked out of the way. That was on the apex here um, of no, 13? turn 14. 14. Yeah, so it's the apex of 14. Somebody's gone in a little bit uh, too close. Because with that re-profiling um, of 13, 14, you can just hold the steering lock on on one block and get, go through those. It's just like one a double apex corner now. Yeah. Um, so if you get it right. If you get it right. But if you get it wrong, <laughs> it's badly off camber. There's, a, there's arm code very close. And that's where you see lots of adjustments. <laughs> exactly. And then the back end of the car starts to go down with the camber and, uh, yeah, it gets all sorts oh, of Oh, thanks airing. a lot, guys. Yeah. Yes, yes. These are uh, what circuit designers call mistake-inducing corners. Well, in the old configuration that we had where, where the, the CP Racing is coming, no, you did left, right, left that, that was off camber, then yeah, the left I back like down that. to where he is now. They were all off camber, yeah. right? That whole section was off camber. Uh, but which was uh, very daunting. It, it's cleaned up this, uh, and, and it means it actually means that 12 and the uh, entrance um, uh, to 12 and 13 are actually more tricky because you're going yeah. a lot quicker. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to absolutely nail that down. Absolutely nail that down. Well, uh, Court 60 is out again for the Bollard. I think the Bollard, the won. World Bollard Association, <laughs> will be delighted with that. So let's see who dives in this time. That looked like Red, Red Camel coming directly into the pit lane. Nick Damon uh, is down there. Uh, was that the 909 Fabian Dance that came into the pit lane, uh, Nick? Right. Yep. This will be quick. Instantaneously to come in. I think it, it, ideally, obviously, he was literally two corners away, so they probably thought we could get fuel in cheaply here, even with what should be, as we see, a really quick stop just to run out on a clear bit of track and pick up the bollard. But they're obviously. Um, the interesting thing is they're not actually in the lane, though. So it doesn't seem like Red Camels are going to be doing a drive or a tyre swap. This is simply fuel. Uh, the bollard has been picked up, it's a, and so which means they'll probably get this thing going ASAP, uh, unless they have any other clearing up to do around the track. Under a minute to go to the restart. Nick Damon in the pit lane. Phil Anson, John Heindorf and Joe Bradley bringing you all the action from Yas Marina Circuit. Good to have your company wherever you are. Local time, just coming up to 20 minutes before 2 o'clock. We've got 2 hours and 20 minutes on the nose to go to the end of this race and the second round of the 2023-24 Hancock Middle East Trophy. Century Motorsports and Jack Barlow still leads from car collection in second. They've got a few seconds over Baron Motorsports, who are back in the hunt with the Ferrari, despite that spin by Cashmeyer earlier on underneath the hotel.
going back to green flag in just a moment. In fact, there it is. The engine noise picks up from our effects bikes and we are back to green flag racing. Wrapped up by Fulgenzi in 12th in the number 971. Porsche leads the uh, GT, uh, excuse me, leads the Cup class, 991 Cup class, 92 Cup class. Do try and get it right, kind of. Racing more than racing, Dennis Liebel in the red and white number 714 KTM leading in GTX after one or two problems. Vortex now in second and Lamborghini in third. And in GT4, GMC Racing lead for BMW in the number 438. It's 12 seconds ahead of Century's BMW, then Continental's Toyota, Vasily Vladikin. And then the second of the Toyota Gazoo Racing cars in TCX, despite the problems. Owen Hizzy still leads for CWS. The TCR leader is James Kerr for AC Motorsport. That's how it stands then. The leader having completed 90 laps. The gap at the front of the field between Barlow and Blackner, 44 seconds. The Vortex looking resplendent. That could, I mean, that could be another Batman car. That, that's a, that's a, that could easily have come from the twisted mind of Christopher Nolan or one of the Batman series of films. It looks like something that would have come out of Wayne Industries skunk works, doesn't it? In the black carbon fibre. I love the really sharp side pods that that car's got. Leader coming down to the first corner. Heading up the at slight hill. To turns two and three. Careful on the brow of that hill. He's got traffic. Goes up the inside of the KTM. This was where the problem was for the Lamara earlier on. But they've all got through it. And another danger moment for Century and Jack Barlow. His lead now we're back up to speed is 16 seconds from Blattner. 25 to Baron Motorsports Ferrari. And Philip Barron is charging. He was the fastest of the leaders last time around by some margin 10 seconds quicker than Blattner and 40 seconds quicker than Jack Barlow just be that's on the whole lap though that's where the green flag came back out again Ralph Bourne for Herbert Motorsport yet to come through to complete his 91st lap there he goes he's a minute and 11 off the leader that's multicoloured Century Motorsport machine they were in with a shout all the way through Kuwait till very late on they slightly got their numbers wrong and missed out on a drive time calculation leading in the Porsche category Salim al oh the spin oh that's the leader that is the KTM gone off at exactly the place that's the leader in class, should I say. And it's gone off at exactly the same place as Fatzinger had the coming together. This is the GTX leader, Dennis Liebel. Has ripped the right rear off the crossbow. The Razoon more than racing car. That very handsome dark red, white and black machine. And there had been bossing GTX. So the Vortex will come back at them here. 
and this will be code 60. I'm sure I don't think there's a right rear wheel on that car. And Dennis has the horrible sensation of looking back down the track to cars coming flat out out of the left-hander. Yeah, there's no right rear on that car. This will be another code 60. And at the moment, it's being covered by double yellows. The leaders have passed the pits. And code 60 is out. I, I have to say, I, I thought the 22 car might have come into the pits there for Century Motorsport. Joe Bradley joins me, just taking a break from sunning himself on the roof <laughs> like a like a Floridian iguana. Very accurate, actually. Yeah. Very, in fact, far too accurate. Mm. I prefer the term chameleon. All right, okay. Because I've just changed my shirt. Well, yeah, that's, to keep, that's to true. To keep it have. nice and dry. Yes. Um, it's an odd one, this, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm quite surprised at the amount of code 60s we've had. I mean, it's a, it's a short enough race, but it's got to be the nature of the track. It's a track, as we've... I think discussed earlier, it takes no prisoners. The no. slightest mistake can cost you dearly. Isn't that funny though? Because we, you know, this track is a Formula One Grade One circuit. Mm -hmm. So you think, well, it's obviously very safe. And what do we say about Formula One circuits at the moment? Ah, acres of runoff, awful, boring. Yeah, uh, it makes things you, really can bad. You, can you remember when this was first constructed? Though it was classed as a street course around the marina. Well, there um, are places like that, start-finish line, well, yeah. underneath mm -hmm. underneath the hotel, hotel, and, you know, there are places that are pinch points. Yeah, and it's a, it, and the race, effectively, we, we're, we are racing around the Yaz Marina, um, and there, there is lots of resemblance to a street course on, on various parts of this Well, this it, was, it was billed as the, as the region's Monaco, wasn't it? Yes, uh, yeah. How, uh, many How many years ago was that now? I don't even hazard a guess. Was it sort of... 2011. I'm going to... 2010 was yeah. the first Grand Prix, Thank Nick you. says in our ear. It's 20 years of um, motor racing on uh, permanent circuits here in the United Arab Emirates because mm. Dubai Autodrome opened 20 years ago, um, which that is, I mean, knocked me down with a feather. There's a story then, I'm sure Phil Anson's the, the man to be sat here to ask that about where, because... The Dubai Autodrome was built and constructed with a view to holding a UAE Grand Prix. And well, then along came Yaz well, and, and built this 21st century facility. Two things. It, it fell into uh, an area that, in fact, the Algarve circuit did as well. Nick, I'm going to put you up for this as well because you can contribute to this. Don't forget, you were allowed testing, out, out of season and out of race testing for Formula One. And a lot of these circuits, like the Algarve, which came along a little bit later, and here were designated F1, uh, Grade 1 T's, so that you could go and do some testing. In the off-season? Yeah. But then testing, Nick, got banned, didn't it? For a while, Bahrain had an absolute veto on any other Grand Correct. Prix in the region. And I think that's what scuppered Dubai. When Dubai was at its zenith, it just opened, it was all kind of lovely and new. <laughs> Uh, Bahrain went, nah, let's not bother. Well, it was going to have F1 uh, World, then... wasn't it? It had F1 World. Yeah. Bernie had signed up for it. Yeah, exactly. I know, and then what happened after that is obviously he got linked in with A1GP, of course. That's what that, that um, started. Oh, the wheel about to run away from the time. Yeah. The, uh, the 50 car, the Huber Porsche coming through, the 85s coming through for more fuel from CP Racing. 
Uh, yeah, so then we had the uh, situation where they were told they had to uh, let uh, Abu Dhabi have a, have a race. And then, of course, now we have Saudi and we have uh, uh, Qatar as well. So we have um, a, a plethora of races. It never went back to Dubai, even though Dubai, as you quite rightly said, hasn't a F1T uh, license, which was fantastic in 2004, great in 2005, and then pointless from 2006 yeah. onwards. Um, you know, and, it, and I think it's, you know, I think for a while, and then of course we had 2008 and everything slowed down in this region for a couple of years. Um, but yeah, you, you end up with so many great circuits around here that they can't, if, oddly, even here they can't all have a race. No. In F1. Uh, <laughs> if it was bought a GP and they were all in Spain, of course, that would be different. Yeah. They'd have two. Exactly right. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. <laughs> And one uh, on Thursday. Joining in with that. We've still got the yellow flag uh, coming out of turn nine as the uh, recovery continues. It won't be long. We'll go back to racing. Uh, but that's thrown a massive spanner in the works for Razu more than racing in the KTM. Um, we, I can't tell you what happened to Dennis Liebel and whether that was cause or effect. Did the wheel fall off and cause him to spin? Did he spin and hit something and cause the wheel to fall off? I'm sorry, I don't know. That looked like a clean break, though, didn't it? The stub was there. Was there. It looked like a, maybe the wheel knots unwound itself and it, the wheel has come off cleanly. Where, where was that car on its outlap or anything like that? Any more clues? No, negative. Dennis had been in that car for over an hour. Oh, really? Um, right. I, I can't... Well, his last pit stop was basically a fuel-only stop, so he didn't have tyres at the last one. So he was only 30 seconds transitioning down the pit lane, back to green, and once again, Jack Barlow will be on the radio good. Why can I not get a decent run here? It's down to the far side of the circuit. Now, interestingly, sitting in behind is one of the Audis trying to unlock itself here. Uh, I think that's the attempt to a car. Is that the 99? The dark, the, the, the black and white car, is, that's the 99 attempt to Audi, isn't it? That's tried to unlap itself from the leader. And that's Barlow right ahead of him to put, that would make it five cars on the lead lap. Let's just see as it comes round. That's the 99. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's the gap as the leader goes round turn 15 and into the final corner at the right hand at 16. And Barlow then in that urban camel, the grey, white and black satin car in second place trying to chase down Barlow, Jeff Machils for Attempto riding the curves turns in for two over the brow, Carlos's crest at three now don't take too much Ooh, he's very tight there as he comes through 4-2 here. Track limits, and we've got a couple of speeding violations under the code 60. Uh, one for Stephen Grove in the Grove racing car, and that's the GT4 leader, the 429 BMW from Century. Right, 10 seconds. Also, the 931, the 701, and the 714. Respecting the pit stop regulations, worry them for the, the moment. 701 is the vortex, isn't it? So that's now the leader in GTX, and they've only got 40 seconds back to the Scott Sport Lamborghini. The 931. 
931 is one of the Porsche Cup cars. That's the yeah, QMF in, car, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. QMN. So that is in fourth place at the moment, just two seconds behind Fabian Dans for Red Camel and uh, gaining on Fabian. You and Hanky installed in the race lab McLaren at 13th in GT3. Uh, has just done that car's fastest lap of the race and the fastest lap of the race in Pro Am. 154 389. I think that's actually the fastest GT3 lap of the race. Yes, it is for you and Hanky. So excellent work by you. He's no slouch, though, is he? He's got a lot of experience. Surely has. So coming down to the last third of the race in just under seven minutes' time. Code 60s have thrown a spanner into the works of a number of cars. How about the most bizarre one that we've had today? We've had uh, condensation water in the gear actuator for one of the CWS Ginettas and the remnants of a bird that was ingested yesterday causing problems um, to the, the Ginetta. to the Ginetta G56. What's happened there is it, it wasn't the, let's say, the body parts or the constituent parts of the bird that's caused the problem. The bird has knocked and broken the air intake. Right. The form air intake has become broken and detached. And it's, it's basically had no filter, so it's just been drawing air without the filter, and that has allowed the debris in. Ah, so detritus it, coming in. Yeah, I mean, a bit of bone feather, uh, sorry, bird feather, wouldn't have caused the valve to break. It's been a stone or something that's caused that. A bit of metal. Tom Walker saw racing uh, when those of you who remember off to Bathurst shortly those of you remember the Bathurst 1000 running to European Terry car regulations in the Tom Walkinshaw dark grey Jaguars they ingested something through the air intake so the next time they came they had little they used the secondary headlight holes as extra air intakes and they ingested something in there that killed the engine next time out they had little uh, gauze screens over the front of them. Do you remember the story Warren Hughes told us about racing Formula 3 in Japan and down to the humidity and he was absolutely dying in the car so he manufactured a piece it's of tubing he, well, well it wasn't so much the sun this, so he manufactures an air a tube which he tapes to the side of the cockpit, that's allowing air through and he had the tube going down into his overalls and Formula 3 races weren't, weren't that long but after about 2 or 3 laps he can feel sort of a uncomfortable an and very yeah. uncomfortable from inside of his overalls and he got very uncomfortable and at the chequered flag he opens his overalls to release the menagerie of insects that he'd acquired through the tube because he hadn't put a filter in and the rash was there for three months that's his story McLaren coming out the final corner like to see a few more of these good looking car aren't they they really are we need more of 720 them, s that's another fast lap 153 990 that's three in a row now i think for you and hanky the overall gt3 lap record um goes to 
Mauro Engel at the back end of last year with a different tyre in fairness and running the different regulations. Uh, that was a 51-2. So that uh, a little ways to go at the moment, but that is impressive stuff from Hanke. Just give you a rundown of what's going on in the other classes. Actually, we'll wait a couple of minutes because we'll do a full update for you with uh, two hours to go. And it was Warren Hughes' birthday yesterday, actually. So, happy birthday, was it? Just come off the top of your head there, did it? No, oh, Tim Grace just told me. All right, OK. <laughs> but most recently, he's been gamefully employed teaching Hollywood film yeah. stars how to yeah. drive racing cars. Just got to drive there, man. And you'll be interviewing Brad Pitt at uh, Daytona next week. Well, weekend. I'm, I'm going to do my best to try and get in the movie. In character, of course. Or yeah. Sunny. Well, you see, you need Sunny Hears. Sunny Hears. Sunny Dears. Sunny Hears. Lamborghini, number 44, coming round to complete its lap. Zendo. Milkalasko for ARC Bratislava. They've had a couple of incidents in front of them at the moment. Currently running, in fact, just dives into the pits and to the fuel. Uh, running 13th in GE3. It's only their fourth pit stop, actually. We have cars that have done six and seven. CP Racing now done seven. Jack Barlow, Century Motorsport. At the top five, we've only done two stops. So they've issued the opportunity to come in Different regs, remember, for Code 60 that these teams have to get their heads around. I had a chat with Paul Trustwell about this and asked him if it was a different if-then calculation, and he said, yes, very different. But there still is one. Stephen Grove just uh, dropped back behind something. The Rabdan... Fulgenzi car. Leader comes through. Picking his way through traffic now. Now, I said something earlier on, um, and I've gone back and reread the regulations. Uh, and I, I want to put this right because I might have led you down um, a bit of a cul de sac and the, the race. Teams don't listen to anything I say anyway if they've got any sense. Um, however, the two-hour stint limit does still apply. So, in addition to how much racing you can or can't do in terms of percentage of the race, depending on your driver ranking, the two-hour uh, two continuous, continuous driving, driving yes. does still Apply. That's the key. It's the yeah. continuous work. Correct. Work I, uh, I might have led you astray on that earlier on. Um, how I've misread this is that the. It seems to me that the, the rest time, the minimum rest time requirement, has disappeared. Um, so that makes life a little bit easier for the calculations, particularly if you've only got uh, two drivers, and we do have two driver teams here. And the thing behind that, of course, is that we're not going through the night. It's all due. It's only six hours during the day. Correct. So it's not. If you were, if you'd been up all, if you'd been up for 18 hours, 
and then you get in after your two hours. You want to have, a, you know, you don't want ten minutes rest. That will go back to normal yes, for, for, Dubai. for Dubai in the 24 hours, and we'll leave Andrew Marriott and Phil, along with Diana and Peter, to discuss that with you, Johnny and Bruce as well, bringing you that coverage next weekend. Uh, Nick Damon, before we go to our update with two hours to go, he's at the penalty box. Striking uh, number 44, Lamborghini. Um, uh, Merkel Kanopka's waiting to get in. Getting out of the car is going to be uh, Zedno Nicolasarco. And, uh, yeah, this car's kind of got a little bit of damage on the left rear. I think I saw it smoking when it was uh, later on. It's, uh, they've obviously got a bit of rubbish as well. They're trying to move the carbon fibre. Someone needs to kind of give it a bit of a wrist slap and then, uh, or a hammer. If you get the wheel off and they're going to work out what to do, I think it's um, bent back rather than just out of shape. Yeah, there's a man now thinking, how do we get this bit of heavy plastic out of the way of the carbon fibre, which gives the wheel arch again? And the answer is either unbelievably strong tape or someone hitting you with a hammer, I would say. So the problem at the bottom, mate, the problem at the bottom is if we can get, get this clipped in on the bottom, what you need to do is lift up that bit. And then, anyway, what do I know? I'm just watching it. Oh, it's, it's gone the other way. It's gone. Let's just rip it off. It's gone the... It's only carbon fibre. It's only two and a half grand. I'll just rip it off. It's fine. But, uh, yes, this car is uh, not really uh, set to the time machine. A wild yeah. moment. But, again, uh, I haven't got any idea, John, because it's two hours to go. And the stagger hasn't won any of these things yet. So could we in two hours? They, like, who knows? They have been doing a couple of uh, slow laps before that. No, it was by Natasha. Thanks for that information. So, uh, at the front of the field, we'll give you the full rundown. We've got just under two hours to go, and the leader is about to complete 100 laps here at Yas Marina. So here's how it stands. We'll start at the front of the field. Century Motorsport and Jack Barlow leads on 99 laps completed. There's an 18 and a half second gap between them and Phil Barron. Philip Barron, Baron, um, the... Uh, man with his name above the door of Baron Motorsport Ferrari. Back up into second last time around with Dustin Blattner for Car Collection Porsche uh, dropping into second place. And actually, as I say that, the leaders come into the pit, but I'm going to give you it as it was and as it is on the timing. So Herbert in fourth, attempt to racing in fifth position. And this is going to put everybody back on the lead lap, of course. Then Haas RT... Torsten Kratz in sixth position. Manamari Energy by EB Motors in seventh. And Hoover Motorsports with their Porsche in eighth. The top eight are all GT3 car, mix of arms, pro arms, and standard. Then it's a couple of Mercedes, CP Racing and Grove. Uh, they have done the most pit stops, uh, six and seven uh, between them, along with Hoover, actually. Uh, then Salachin by Cox Racing. Uh, Gorion Racing by RT, RT and Car Collection. Rabdan uh, by Fulgenzi is the best of the Cup cars, the Porsche Cup cars in 13th. Kate Kramer Racing, Red Camel Jordan and QMMF all in that same category at the moment. And I've just noticed actually the Rabdan car has come into the pits as well as in the fuel area, so they'll give up the lead in 9.92. In... 17th position, PRP. Then the 965 is another cup car. In fact, those are both cup cars. Huracan 
ERC Bratislava, that's the car that's lost timeless in pits at the moment with the damage just ahead of the left rear wheel. Uh, Hallie Hildes is behind the wheel of the NKPP machine and then the other class leaders, Century Motorsport lead at GT4. Uh, it's CWS Engineering that leads in... I've got that right. Yes, in TCE, down in 32nd position. Beyond that, we've still got cars running outside the top 32. As uh, Owen Hizzy continues to lead there for CWS. AC Motorsport, uh, they are second in... the third in their TCR. Uh, then P21, Razoon have had problems with that crossbow. We'll find out if that car comes out. It says missing there. It's been recovered to the pits at the moment. Uh, Simpson, uh, Leipard uh, with Gerhard Watzinger shown in the fuel area. If that's been repaired, I'm very impressed because it had the front end pulled off. I don't think we'll see that number 710. That was one of the cars that hit the arm core pretty hard. Colin White soldiering on with the new the 278. The P21 car in the pits is the 721 that had had it, that actually had the incident with Gerhard Watzinger. And of course, we had the complete destroyed racetrack competition, uh, Lamara Cup car. Again, that says in the fuel area, uh, GPM by Dragon, they've had their issues as well. Toro Verde with the engine issue for the Tomlinsons with Mike Simpson and the Haas RT. That was the car that they brought in from China as their second car. Eduardo Bacci retired that car back to the pit lane with smoke coming out of it and ultimately we saw some oil on the pit lane. Two hours still to go. We've had just over four here at Yas Marina. Joe Bradley alongside me in the pit lane. What a first four. I, I don't want this to stop. Can this night never end? <laughs> That'll be next next week. Next week, it'll go on and on. What do you reckon then, um, in terms of what we've seen so far? It's been a while since you and I have been here for Kreventic Racing. A couple of big accidents underlining what you were saying about, yes, there's runoff until there's not. Yeah. But I'm loving the way this track's racing, if I'm honest. I love this track. This track is a very, very good race track. It's a bit of a compromise on setup. You need a good you need to be very streamlined to get the, to the top end speed out of the car. But you also need a good balanced car through high speed, through low speed. You've got a massive mix of corners and characteristics. I mean those those sweeps and uh, undulations out of turn one where you need massive amount of grip and downforce and, and the, the cars without that downforce without that aerodynamic downforce and assistance, they are really twitching through there So back to our live pictures and this is drama and if there's drama, there's only one person to send there, Nick Dearman Four Sorry, yeah, in M4, yeah, very hard to in M3. M4 did a century motorsport. It had uh, uh, Jack Barlow on board. He took it into the fuel stop. But they're waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. So there's a huge amount of action. And they had to just all the mechanics down to push the car back up the road. So obviously, either refused to start or started and immediately stalled again as it came out of the fuel stop. They've now pushed it into the bay. They obviously lost a huge amount of time doing that. 
Well, this is called under green flag conditions. They're doing a full driver change. It's Carl Cable who's got in because he hasn't actually run it yet. But they're just doing the service. Now, I don't know whether they're expecting it to start this time. Um, they know why it didn't start, or they're just doing that and hoping it's going to start. Let's see. Carl presses the button. Nothing happened so far. Start engine first gear. Try again. It's gone. It started. It's engaged the first gear. Sounded floppy. Engaged the first gear and it's left. So, kind of a mystery as to why it didn't start in the first place. car and that team were right in with the right up with the leaders in what was only a three-car classic Kuwait Motor Town, but a tiny little miscalculation on their driver time meant that they had to make an extra pit stop towards the end of the race. Uh, they didn't need it for fuel, but they needed it for drive time, and that took them out of contention. A hugely experienced team at Century Motorsport, Joe. They've, they've won in about everything that they've ever done. Yeah, a lot of experience there, and that little touch there that you uh, did. You mention that touch on the no, I did. Sorry, so the, the way that the uh, in the driver change, there's a little bit of Velcro just on the rear window, what would be the rear window of the rear door, uh, where they attach the seat belt and it keeps it well out of the way for the driver getting in. That's genius. Is, you're not gonna because how many times have we seen drivers jump in and sit on the seat belts? Oh, it's, and then it's you've got to get thing. them back out to get the seat belts back. Problem for the Audi number 138 in the pit lane, Jason Garrett's just brought the Simpson Motorsport Audi in. It was crabbing down the straight and they're looking at the right rear. Uh, we'll have a look uh, at that and see what's going on. Meantime, let's find out what happened with Simpson Motorsport. Oh, it's going slow, well, Nick. It's going nice. slow and turn four, it's pulled off. So oh, it's not sorted. So, unfortunately, just heard your car's going slow again. What, what happened in, in the pit in the pit box? Uh, in the fuel area, sorry. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Um, while we was in our fueling stage, we was getting a high water temp warning. And then the car just lost drive. It kept switching off while fueling, uh, while, while we were waiting to, to be released. And, uh, yeah, not sure, to be honest. We, we lost drive and, yeah, just really unfortunate. So... But uh, we'll have to just see where we end up, really. Um, it's with the racing gods now, so fingers crossed, to be honest. That must have been the strangest uh, two-hour activity because you hardly ever got a run of laps. You know, bit of laps, co 60 co 60 long co 60 medium co 60 Yeah, so obviously no co 60s for the first two hours of the race. I jump in for my stint. It's your fault. Well, we always planned on double stinting myself. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, was it four or five co 60s So really unfortunate. I mean, Century Motorsport doing a fantastic job so far. It's just really unfortunate with that technical issue. Um, but, yeah, fingers crossed Carl can bring it home and we can salvage something from that because we were in a really, really strong position. But, hey, fingers crossed. Thanks, Jack. Jack Barlow talking to Nick Damon he, down there in the pit lane. He's impressed me, Jack Barlow. Oh, he's we, we, super I impressive. Feel, I mean, I, I hadn't uh, come across him until we met him in Q8 and mm. his peers with that BMW and he, I think he's uh, he hasn't got that much GT3 experience but he's uh, he, he's not fazed by that at all and uh, he's right on it the quickest drivers in that car uh, in this field uh, no sludge as is the term I like to use but uh, yeah very impressive and it would have been an equally impressive and disciplined run there if it wasn't for the uh, for the cold 60s well they were in a strong position Joe because yeah. potentially there were only one one further pit stop away from the end of the race yeah, that's right. 
well, there'd be a lot of people in that in that situation. I was talking to another one of the teams. I'm not going to mention who. I don't want to give anything away for them. But um, they were planning on just one more stop about an hour ago. Um, they were planning on on you know two more. Well, it would have been two more stops at that point. Um, but yes, um, I think the Code 60s have uh, influenced a lot of strategies. Uh, the Lamborghini that Mario Kanopka was having problems with and it slowed down is back out of the pit lane, Nick Damon. Yeah, there's a few things going on, actually. One of the first things is that the KTM, another Code 6 has come off. The KTM, which was the previous Code 6, is not... Ah, as I say that, like a parting of the seas, it suddenly emerges into the pit lane. I wonder where the heck that got to. Also, a car that caused another Code 60, which is the, the 721, the pink-sided P3 motor, that has now been retired. So, obviously, it was slightly more damaged than it looked. Um, Torsten Kratz, by the way, has just got into the 21 Haas RT, so they, 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 they're going to be putting uh, speed on. And, uh, yeah, so it's all going on. We've got the, we've got the uh, uh, KTM. We'll give you a full uh, report on that, but you, you need to tell us about uh, this I'm on. afraid this is the BMW of Simpson uh, Motorsports, the number 22... Uh, sorry, of Century Motorsport, the number 22 car that came out of the pit lane. Jack Barlow got out of it, and... Be Carl Kiver's in the car now, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, he hasn't uh, he hasn't flipped over the uh, the driver. Uh, well, whatever that problem was, John, that caused the car not to start. It was overheating. That's what Jack says. It, it, well, it's re-manifested itself, hasn't it, with a, with an issue of what of not uh, when, of causing the car to stop when a when a car overheats. Shots of the KTM now. Showing the wheel just fell uh, off. Not with you at the moment, uh, Nick. We're watching the. Uh, the 22 oh, car uh, being pushed down the pit lane. Uh, my, my point being that if you've overheated the car to the point where it doesn't want to start, it'll cool down and possibly restart. But as soon as it heats up again, yeah. it's not yeah. going to want to yeah. start or run. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, the, it's the electronic brain that shuts it down, isn't it, usually? Yeah. Yeah. And they've pulled off into what are the options that they use for karting and various other things there. Uh, it'll be a relatively simple gather of the car because it will tow. There's there's nothing to stop it being towed, but I just don't think it's going to start again. Now, are they here? Uh, actually, we go back down to Nick Damon, who's down in the pit lane. Uh, do, do we know if Century are due to be here next weekend for or up at uh, Dubai next weekend? They're doing the Middle East. Right, traffic. OK. Of course they are, yes. Um, uh, so, sorry, so... What I was saying is the, um, the KTN came back on the flatbed. They've had to move it to the far end of the pit lane because it was blocking other cars. <laughs> that's the wheel that's fallen off. There's no right. damage to... Uh, that's not been knocked off by anyone. That's just well, fallen off. So pit lane. It's, I think, I, from my memory, I think that had been out for about 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes when it actually well, fell off. Well, the last time it was uh, in the pit lane, it didn't get tyres because it, ah, it only well, did fuel because it was only in the pit lane itself for 30 seconds. Ah. Because a, a new thing that we've got on our timing here, which you can follow along uh, at, uh, at liveittiming.com, uh, is we have a pit-only time. So that's the, the, the time in the lane yeah. and then basically the whole pit stop. And they were only in there for 30 seconds. 28 to 30 seconds is your transition down the pit lane. And then anything else is what you do to it. So if, if you're only in the lane... 28, 30 seconds, you've driven straight through. So they didn't even put wheels and tyres on that car. So that's a very odd one. The 99 car, the attempt to racing out, that came in and did a full service. 
Uh, and we've just seen once again the 85 CP racing car take on some fuel. And I'm not sure whether they did a driver change at the far end. The uh, Vortex has gone past me and taken fuel as well. So after that spin, that car's at least running reliably. So, yeah, um, it's very, very as, as Joe says, it's very, very weird how we've just had this massive spate of codes. And you can't today. say for once, thanks, Nick. Joe, you, what you can't say for once is the old adage is yellows breed yellows, caution speed cautions. But that's normally because you're in behind a safety car mm. and, you, and you're backing the field mm. back together. That doesn't yeah. happen here. You're not concentrating up and having several, several race starts, are you? Oh, now this is interesting. This is Stephen Grove into the pits. They've been uh, for a quick splash of fuel. Nick Damon is watching this with an hour and 43. They don't need much more help to get to the end from here. No, they would have got half a tank at least, but it's, it's, it's quite weird actually because they, they, I think possibly the, the, the pit crew was banking on getting a full slug and was hanging around. And suddenly, whoa, hang on, no, wait, wait. Wow, the car, the car was pulling away and the mechanic was hanging on to the rear to stop it going. He hadn't got quite enough tension in the rear right wheel there. There was a go and then a stop. <laughs> I like to point out that the, uh, the AMG rear wings are made of solid stuff because they can drag a full-grown mechanic uh, as he's hanging on for dear life uh, and stop the car moving away. So that was not a great stop. They seemed a bit surprised when it turned up and then uh, they had a problem on the exit. But in the scheme of things, it's 15, 20 seconds and this is a six-hour race and it's I think, code 60. So I think Stephen so must have been getting close to his two hours there as well. But doesn't that just show you the intensity of these pit stops? Of course. How, how, you know, they're trying to shave time. Yeah. They're trying to shave time in the pit stop. And it's even, we're under code 60, so you're shaving, you know, you've got a lot of time, to more play time with. to spare to yeah. play with. But still, you are shaving those tenths of seconds. Well, this is going to shake things up again. And the unknown is how much fuel everyone has in their respective tanks. That is the unknown. What we need is someone, we need to employ someone specifically to keep good do, down and up and down the pit lane and ask that specific question. Let's go to Nick. Stephen, that was, uh, well, you, you really are running some very long stints, making the most of the fuel economy of the car and the large tank size. Yeah, well, the AMs have got to do three hours, so we made the most when, we, when I got, I was in for an hour and a half, then got back out. And then we just kept fueling. I mean, it was, it was, I couldn't believe it. You know, we go out with fuel, we go out with fuel. But yeah, we're in a pretty good position now. Hopefully, we've saved the pit stop. We're, we ran the car, um, so we, you know, we could save a pit stop. So let's hope we can. So you'll need what? Just one more stop from here, yeah? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm not sure because I got to get a bit of a brief on the boys. Um, but yeah, it was been a long stint. That was a long stint. That one. A lot of code sixties. There seemed to be a tiny bit of confusion when you came in for the pit stop. I mean, was it because you did a shorter fuel than people were expecting? Yeah, listen, we've been fueling, 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 and they just want to make a decision how busy it is down there. And if it's too busy, which they called it was too busy, we'll come in and then we'll, we'll come back and get some fuel. Great stuff, good luck. Yeah, Frank, Good to you. see the Grove's back, and it's Brenton Grove who has taken over that car. Uh, let's see what this has done to the timing and scoring monitor. We'll start in the TCE division, leading TCX Owen Hizzy. Uh, is still behind the wheel of the 277 Janetta. Uh, in second place in TCE and leading TCR is AC Motorsports and the Audi, James Kerr, back in that car now as well. And in GT4 Century Motorsport, said they were good at stuff. Ravi Ramiet is behind the wheel of the 429 
And they've got a decent lead at the moment over Vasily Vlad, uh, Vladkin uh, in the Continental Racing Toyota in second and the AGMC Racing that's been leading for a little while. They've just gone back out again. Fabian de Fleur uh, behind the wheel of that car. They're going to be, I tell you what, GT4s might be able, mm. not quite, an hour and 40. It's not going to be a million miles away there if they've got, if they've got their full complement of fuel. That's why it's impossible to gauge people's fuel I consumption, know. isn't it? Because of the code 60s. And because even if you're taking a full fuel load, it might not fill the tank. Uh, meantime, the Razzie More Than Racing KTM Crossbow is in the pit lane. They're addressing that issue that they had with the right rear wheel falling off. Uh, so we've done GT4. Let's do GTX. Uh, that car's problems has meant that the Vortex V8 of Lionel Amorouche uh, has put that car back in the lead of the track from Scott Sport and their uh, Lamborghini, Keith Freisner. Um, Friesner. Friesner, excuse me, behind the wheel of the 750. Then we go to 992, who were just sort of hanging around out the outside the top 10. And K. Kramer Racing leads that. Alexei uh, Veramenko for K. Kramer's number 936. Uh, Luke Broikers has just taken over the Red Camel Jordan.nl 992 Cup car in second. That's the 909. QMMF are in the pit lane, so they'll drop out a third, I think, with Saif Alamieri uh, in the Rabdan car. They've led as well uh, in fourth. We're going back green. And MDM, the 965, who were involved in that incident, a big incident, with the. And it was, Yanyap behind the wheel, wasn't it? With the uh, the Lamera Cup car, they are in fourth. We've got the 95 EB Mortis car soaking up a penalty in the pit lane at the moment. So they must have come in as soon as it went to. They must have got in as soon as it went to green. Stand by, Nick, one second. Uh, just to finish off at the head of the field, Baron Motorsport leads from Car Collection, that's Ferrari 86 from Porsche 92, with Porsche, the Manamari Energy car, having just served that penalty on its way into the pits, now with Nick Dearman. Yep, Cosmo Papi out, Sergei Nikolai in, a round of applause from the team, because they're pretty happy, they did the thing you need to do, which is drop the car and go as soon as possible after the fourth tyre is on, which means you've got your driver change well. So very, very slick, um, again, running on a different strategy of everyone else, uh, luckily, this will get sorted out in about uh, one hour, 40 minutes' time when the race crosses the chequered flag. Until then, I've got the faintest idea what's going on and who's winning. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, we've just had through from the stewards from Race Control that uh, Project 21 Porsche will have a 30-second time penalty for causing a collision. That was the unsafe rejoin, wasn't it, that took out Gerhard Watzinger and the number 710 Lamborghini. Um, I think that car has been retired, Nick, you were telling us. Um, but what that says to me, and I, and I like this, um, yeah, confirmation from Nick that it's retired. Um, what it says to me, Joe, is that sending a message to everybody else to say, we saw it, we understand it, it wasn't acceptable, they're going to have a penalty. With any kind of regulations, with any kind of authoritative body, if you like, what people the thing that people ask for the most is consistency mm. be consistent with your application of the rules be consistent with your application of penalties. 
So, you know, that, that's that's as much as we want to see. Uh, I also know, John, the 278, that's the Janetta of Colin White, CWS. Yeah. They've been given a 10-second penalty for a pit stop. Uh, that's not respecting pit stop that's, regulations. That's twice they've had that. I'm not um, sure what that, exactly what it is that they're doing wrong. I, I, it doesn't say pit lane speed either, which is a, no. an odd one. That is not the car that's leading the class. That's that, the that, other car. That could be someone not wearing the right... Uh, tabard. Tabard, that Possibly. could be more than yeah, maybe. more than the allowed um, over the white line. When are you back at the pit? Uh, for the final hour. Uh, okay. Super team. Uh, let's go down to Nick Damon just for a moment or two. An hour and 35 minutes to go. And um, what's the atmosphere like down there in the pits, Nick? Well, one thing that has happened over the last 20 minutes is the wind is slowly picking up and it's blowing straight down uh, the start-finish track. So it's in the backs of the car, speeding them up as they go into turn one. And therefore, it's sort of slightly crosswind in their face as they go down the main, the big, long back straight. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And normally, when you have a lot of code 60s, you end up with a situation where here comes the, uh, the Grove car in again very, very quickly after last time. Don't forget they had a problem with their pit stop, and I think they're still concerned about that uh, rear right tyre. They're replacing it again. So they've taken some fuel, but certainly an unscheduled stop under green flag conditions. The Grove goes away. But yeah, the, 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 normally what happens is you get a code 60, everyone comes in. And you have to wait 45 minutes and it happen again. Because everyone's been doing different things on different codes. And the new rule that only 25% fuel for most of the majority of the cars. It makes codes and pit stops less attractive. Which means that the pit, the, the pit lane now is pretty much permanently busy. Because you've got, what, running still 40 cars, 39 cars still running. And they're all doing very, very different things. I, I also think, Nick, that the change of regulations was, was to stop a queue forming. Uh, during well, once the code 60 came out in the old regulations, everyone there wasn't really any choice. You know, the, the choice would be, yes, I'm definitely going to come in and, and get 50 percent of my allocation. So that they've changed that to avoid that. It spreads the strategy out. Uh, John Einoff's gone off for his pit stop. I welcome back Phil. Phil Anson, nice lunch, mate. Uh, stunning lunch as always here at the Yas Marina Circuit. <laughs> Thank you very much for the catering team. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Was watching the screens up there and saw another code 60 that uh, happened during there. And uh, sorry to cut in across your uh, um, uh, post me hungry again, Nick, so carry on. Uh, but the, uh, the PRP Motorsports with HRT, the uh, 918 uh, GT2 Porsches, has come in unexpectedly, trundled to a stop, been put up in the jacks, and now having a good old stare at the one thing you don't want to stare at, which is the control surface of the steering wheel. Um, it looks like it's another actuator or, or gearbox uh, change problem, and they are looking at looking away what to do with it. They say they have done no service on the car; it's just come in and rolled to a stop, and they're having a good old stare at the, uh, at the steering area. And Nick, while, while you're on, did we clarify why the Grove Mercedes came back in immediately? Uh, I think they they changed the rear yeah. tyres. Now, don't forget when they came in the first time, there was some sort of error made on the pit stop. They had to pull a stop. Um, and stop the car, then retighten the rear right tyre. My feeling is that perhaps the, they were feeling they hadn't got that right at that point. They wanted to do a, a kind of a sanity check on the uh, on the rear wheels uh, because they just did, they did that, sent it back out again. Now you, you all know that it took fuel during that stop as well, but that was during the green flag. Um, yeah, so that, that was that was the stop. There's no no intention to didn't clean, didn't clean the windscreen. They just clearly been out for a few minutes. They just uh, it parked, stopped, changed tyres, and then got back out again. 
Uh, other cars that have just come in for fueling and they will be coming into the pits. The Baron Motorsport Ferrari for the Baron back at the wheel, bringing that car in for fuel. And the Dustin Blattner driven car 96, that's the car collection Porsche. That car's just come out of fueling and into the pits. And there we've got the car stop, Phil, you know. Exit of turn nine, and that is a Grove Racing uh, AMG car running currently in 10th position. Uh, well, that, that's the car that's just been back in for rear tyres. Tyres, yes. Yeah, and that car's what? just slowing. Where's that on the track? That is turn nine, exit ah. of turn... Oh, the right the, rear has yeah. departed. The right rear has departed. There it is. We see the wheel sort of going off towards driver's right there, off to our left on screen. And we're under code 60 again. That is the wheel that Nick was describing they were concerned with when they were attaching the wheel to the hub. And they, they, they were so concerned, they brought it back in to do it again. And their concerns were right. I think they've got a strip thread there. That's not keeping the wheel on at all. So that car is going to have to be brought and recovered back to pit lane. Our eighth code 60 of this um, six-hour race, then. Uh, that is considerable at this for, for this. It is for a length of race. 14 laps under code 60 at the moment. Yeah. I've got the band for all. Uh, let's head back down to the pits. Uh, Nick, you've got a car with you? Yeah, we've just seen the 96, which is the uh, the Porsche of... Um, is, is, is seen very carefully. It's the 96. It was the uh, car collection car that came out of second. But now we've got the cars come out of first, which is the Baron Racing uh, Ferrari, the uh, the red, unsurprisingly bright red Ferrari. That's going to be a full service and driver change. Uh, this is the car that has uh, probably quite... When they come out now, a, a quite a healthy lead, I think, when it... Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know they'll have some it sort of lead. one lap lead, Nick. Yeah, well, it takes two laps of fuel and do everything else. It'll drop behind, but, of course, it will have a full slurp of tank full of fuel at that point. But, obviously, with the 22 dropping out, this is the car that was sort of leading. It's hard to tell. Um, yeah, so, so with the Grove Racing, yeah, it's pretty obvious that they were right to be concerned about that car. I assume they, 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 they'd loused up the lock, the lock ah. mechanism. The only weird thing is, though, I suppose on that side, is it, they, that is the rotation that would undo the nuts, isn't it, on that right-hand side, unless they had their reverse threads. They don't always have these days. Um, but yes, yeah, so they are uh, in trouble. The Baron team very happy, having a bit quick uh, clap with each other. And we'll see if we can grab a word with the driver okay, in a second. Nick, just Thank you for that. You do. Uh, 22 being physically pushed down the pit lane. That's from the fueling station. No, that, that's oh. uh, while you were at lunch. Oh, sorry. That, that car was pushed out of the fueling station. It then went back out on track and stopped. It was suffering jack. Uh, Barlow was telling us okay. it, was, it was overheating in the fueling, ah. overheating on track. So we think that's an overheating problem. It's had plenty of time to cool off <laughs> considerably now. That's been stationary for quite a while. And running so down that in. That car now being pushed back to the pits, as you said, Phil. Yep, and to see if they can solve that problem. We've now had over one-sixth of this race under code 60 for various incidents. Um, quite a few happening around the turn nine, turn nine exit. Uh, we had the, the Lamborghini um, there. Uh, then we had the um, KTM there with the uh, right rear while I was having lunch. And I saw that one uh, go on there. And uh, now again with the Grove AMG with the right rear coming off of that. And he is out of that car. And that's going to be recovered back to the paddock in due course.
So pushed backwards into the Century Motorsport garage, the BMW. And that's a shame because that car was undoubtedly a contender. Uh, Nick, I've just heard you there. Are you actually there? have to walk across one more uh, uh, step and I can see that car is pushed back there and they're going straight to have a look at the, the, the software they're not you know despite the fact it's supposedly overheated they've, they've they take the bonnet off but no one's really that bothered about the engine it's all about the electronics what they're doing and, and how that's going to affect these car came is getting a, a conciliatory arm put around it by um, by the team there but the yeah it's quite and, oh here comes Philip so we go so we'll have a quick shift with, uh, with Philip who came out of the lead so Philip, that was a very, very disjointed session, was it? So many Code 60s, so few laps. I mean, how was it for you in the car? Oh, I really enjoyed it. I, I used the Code 60 um, periods to recover and to take a little check on the car, talking with the engineer about the strategy. Uh, and then I pushed again, you know, and then another Code 60 and another push. So I, I really enjoy being here, and I really enjoy the track and the car and the series, and also our opponents are racing perfectly. Everybody's fair. Always running good, so I'm looking forward to another, I don't know, one and a half hours. Yeah, and then we see who is first. How, how was the track surface? Because after the first couple of hours, the first couple of hours, nothing happened. Then suddenly we saw all these co-60s and spins. Did, did the track, when it got warm, get more greasy and less grip? Um, I don't know. We were struggling a lot with the performance and the grip of the car in the past two days. And surprisingly, today we have a perfectly running car, no understeer, no oversteer, you cannot duck, uh, and, uh, and the code 60 periods are also keeping the tyre in good shape. So I don't have any defects. I, I think that the track is still developing, and we have a good time. Now, you managed to get a complete tank of fuel, but I take it the car will still need to stop once for one more short stop, yeah? I don't know. I just was on toilet, now I'm talking to you, so I have to speak with the engineers, and they tell me if I have another go or not. Well, thank you for prioritizing me off the toilet <laughs> for the engineers. There we go. That's every driver's run. It's toilet, Nick, engineers. <laughs> Joe, please keep that up. When you head head down there. <laughs> I th we, do, we do. We do. And we, uh, you know, big thank you to all the drivers who sometimes sort of prioritize their interview for our TV than, than they do their debrief for the engineers. I suppose the debrief can wait, gives them a chance to decompress. But we're always very respectful of that. Of uh, course. So we're always, we've been around this uh, a, a, a long, 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 yeah. long time. And just looking at um, the recovery status at the moment of the Grove Mercedes. And uh, you saw when uh, those of you who are watching on the stream, you saw them p drop the car off the jacks, then put it back up again, have another go at that right rear, drop it back down, and then send it out. So obviously they thought there was an issue there, um, that it wasn't quite tightened up um, the way that it should have been. And uh, coming around that very long right-hander, here you can see it again. So they're on the left-hand wheel there. Um, car drops down off the jacks, goes forward, stops again, up on the jacks. Great work from our camera team. There's something. Yeah, there's a reason he's not, he's concerned, and maybe he felt the cross thread happen there. Yes, it's definitely yeah. been a cross. But you can thread. see the nut go off yeah. there. You can see it disappear off into the marina. <laughs> but, but since the footage we've just seen there on our screens. Yep. That was the first pit stop. After that, they came back, back into in the, the pits oh. and changed both those rear tyres again. Now, that, 
you know, if you've cross-threaded it... And you wouldn't I'm, have been able to get it on. Just theory, yeah. just speculation here. But it looked very much like the, the, the mechanic certainly wasn't happy. And yeah. that's why he, you know, he, he called the car to a halt again. And then they came back in and did that again. And, and they've just, you know, and every time you're doing that, if you're cross-threading it, you're wearing that thread, thread out until it disappears. And then there's no retention to keep that wheel on. Now, we're getting to an interesting situation. Remember when we started the race, when everybody had the tanks brimmed full, as they're allowed to do for the start of the race, and we were getting about one hour, 20 minutes out of the GT3 cars because they're limited to 90 litres under, under normal refuelling. Now, if they take a second splash and, dash, splash and dash, and considering they're um, not restricted by driver hours during this race, if we're at one, minute, one hour, 23 to go, Somebody could run from here to the end of the race. That's what they're back timing to. That's what, yeah. always what you're aiming for. Yeah, and the problem at the moment is um, Axel Jeffries has got a limited drive time. He can only drive for 90 minutes because he's a semi-pro in um, the AM team. So he's out in the car at the moment, but I don't have to hand how long he's already been out there um, in regards to stint. He's only four minutes into this stint. Um, and 1.23, that's right, at the, right on the 90 minutes. The, the, uh, the Baron Motorsport team, he might have to come in for a splash and dash towards the end, but depending on when we go green again, which shouldn't be too much longer, they've got the Mercedes Grove number 10 onto the back of the recovery truck now. Uh, there's no barrier damage around there, so uh, once that's returned to pit lane, we should be um, under green flag again. But... Um, I don't think I've had this many Code 60s in any of the six-hour races that I've done down, to, down here. Uh, I remember the one in 2022 finished under Code 60 as we had a Porsche and a TCR, and a TCR go very heavily into the barriers at the exit of Turn 1, and you know how far that is away from the circuit, and they couldn't, they couldn't repair the barriers, and we had to finish under Code 60. We, we were, I was speculating, Phil, earlier with Hindoff uh, that... The nature of the track here is very, very similar to to a street circuit. In yep. fact, when the facility was built, it was a race track around the marina. Yeah, it was a you know a semi semi uh, street circuit. But it's, you know, there's parts of this track where it's very very fast and with limited runoff. Yes, and if you do get it wrong. Um, you know, it's not going to take any prisoners, and it's not. I, d I don't think it's got anything to do with, um, the, you know, the amount of cars we've got on the track. There's people tripping over one another. We've seen a couple of car-to-car -car contacts, uh, which is pretty much normal. Yeah. But there's been all sorts of niggly little issues, like like the one we're watching now, exactly. that Grove Mercedes with a with an errant wheel coming coming adrift, and the KTM. That, that's just that's just down to the gods, really. Isn't it, it it is, and. Are they pushing six-hour race, the shortest race we have on the Cravenic calendar? Are they pushing a little bit too hard? Mm. Uh, you know, because it's more like a you know, an elongated sprint I race. I don't than think so. I, I really don't think so. I think that the way you go about this sort of race is is very similar. Yes, there is a reduced amount of r race time to uh, apply certain strategies. Yes, because the checkered flag is just around the corner from the very off. Uh, but I think from, you know, the fundamental race driving aspect of it, you're going to drive this race like you're going to drive next week at Dubai during that stint phase. Yes. As everybody gets so probably a set of numbers that they need to stick to yes. as close as possible. You know this from being a team manager. Um, you, you, 
send drivers out with a task. Whether drivers follow the task or not, questionable. Well, you, you, he gets spoken to. He, yes. he gets spoken to when they, when they come back. Remember, they've always got to come home. Yes, he did. they can't yes. leave. And, and remember that I can always talk to them on the radio. <laughs> yes. How did you do it before radios? Well, you did it with a board, didn't you? Oh, yes. The you old did it with board. the old pit board. You never take for granted that your driver's seen the pit board. <laughs> exactly. They hours. They don't see the flags half the time. I know, I've sat behind the wheel. <laughs> so another code 60, as you say, Fred. So the, 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 and we go great, there just is, as oh, I say yeah. that. And the CP Mercedes so just gets put right down there and catching out a couple of cars Well, he was right on the sign. The two other cars were past that sign and they had a corner in front of them, so they wouldn't have seen it until ah. they come around the corner. This is the thing about oh, digi panels and flags are great, but on a circuit like this where you can't see around the corners, you can't pick up where that Code 6 is going to uh, go, go green. And a Wiley Old Fox Charles alive <laughs> in that CP Racing Mercedes there. Again, no slouch. Use that term a few times here, Charles. With that cracking final stint to check the flag at round one of the Middle East Championship. It's been a while since I've seen a 30-minute sprint. Now, uh, we've seen quite a few races to the flag at IMSA. Yep. But that's down to safety car rates, which we don't so much get here with the Code 60 regulation. We never concertina and close the field back up. So to have the, the, those two cars, the oh. Manamari by EB Morphus Porsche and the CB Mercedes coming together, after 11 and a half hours, <laughs> yes. those pit walls, those pit wall strategies brought those cars together and to literally have them scrapping like a 30 minute sprint was just phenomenal to watch. And an AM versus Pro Am, and yeah. you know, all of the things what Charles had to do in that drive. And you could see him when he, you guys talked to him at the end, he was totally spent. Like, he was just working at 11 tenths for that, that the whole 30 minutes. And uh, he was putting the car where he needed to put the car. And he was, you know, driving absolutely on the limit. Fantastic to see. Yes, there were only 13 cars in the race, but what a race we had. Now, you and Hanky in the race lab McLaren has just overtaken the CP Mercedes, but that's not for position. 107 laps completed from McLaren, and the CP Mercedes on 110 laps. Uh, so three laps ahead of it. So he has, brought, he has gained the lap on the Mercedes, and that's certainly the progress that a driver like you and Hanky will be wanting to continue on. So that wasn't for position. Uh, 15th place overall for the race lab McLaren. And the 85 Mercedes, 5th place. I'm just finding it interesting with this balance of performance between the Pro-Am and the Am. The Am, we've got an Am, a GP3 Am car leading the, the, leading the race at the moment. And uh, the um, GP3 second, Pro-Am, Pro-Am, Am, 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 Pro-Am. Um, the balance of performance that that they that, that um, Creventic provide, um, they really get it right. Um, the GD3, pure GD3s don't like it. They get a, you know, they've got a 30. They lost five liters of fuel. They uh, got 30 kilos of ballast strapped to them, you know, and uh, it's uh, it really is. We only got that last night. The balance of performance. So it's really really interesting how that's all come out and how it's playing out today. So, the question is now, <laughs> and I'm not sure we know the answer. 
is who's got driver time and who's got fuel to go at the end. And so I think we might have seen a couple of final stops already. Well, Axel Jeffries in 86 and Finn Gehalzer will have to stop again because they've both got 10-second time penalties yet to serve. Yeah. Okay, and if they don't serve them um, correctly, they will, they will be increased substantially um, but before that. So the two lead cars at the moment, the 86 well, and the 50, are going to have to do it all again. Well, if, if nothing else, they'll get 10 seconds added on. Yes. If, if they can make the... If it's over... So, for example, Axel Jeffries being the car uh, 13 minutes, depending on how much fuel they've got on that Ferrari, they might be able to go to the end from here. Well, we were discussing that because he got in with... He's, he's only allowed 90 minutes. He got in... You know, he's going to finish the race on about 88 minutes or 89 Ooh. minutes. They're going to cut it so fine. Well, he's just done the car's fastest... First second. <laughs> so that suggests to me they're not saving fuel. No. Which suggests to me they know they've got to stop. Well, he is the head of the race and drive school here at the Asperina Circuit. He's done a couple of laps around here. What about Finn at Gerthitz and Huber Motorsport were outside the top ten, I think. Yes. When we talked to him early on, he said, yeah, it doesn't matter, we'll get there. They're sitting in second position at the moment, fully 18 seconds ahead of Dennis Marshall for car collection in another Porsche. Porsche's coming to the four, by the way. Yes. Um, Sergei Nikola in the EB Motors Porsche, which was well out of it. Charles Esplanade now second in the arm because the lead car is the arm. But they're picking up. Don't forget, they only have to beat the cars that were in GT3 at Kuwait. Yes. They don't have to win against everybody else. Exactly. So they're basically racing EB and, uh, and Century. So in the GD3, yeah, it was, um, got it here. Yep, Century Motorsports, uh, EB Motors and CP Racing battling it out for the GT3 honours. So they're still in with it. They're still in with the chance here. Yep. And the goal is to uh, win that AM championship and win the, the overall here in the Middle East. The Middle East trophy. Final round coming your way next weekend in the handbook 24 hours of Dubai, 19th edition of that race. What was the first year we were there, Phil? 2010, 2012, you were there. Was it 12? Yeah, I used to do that with Rene de Boer. Yes, good old Rene. And uh, if he's listening, uh, hey, hello, mate. Be. This motorsport on. Rene will have it on. <laughs> exactly. Unless, this, unless he's doing skiing, because he, he, oh, he does Oh, he does the ski. Yeah, he does it's a lot of winter sport. He does um, uh, the uh, the ski jump. I sat with him and talked at length about that. Oh, hello. There's, there's another fastest lap for a car, this time from Michael Mack, who's back in the Scott Sport Lamborghini that he started the 750. Now, they've got to try and chase down the Vortex. Arnold Gomez is behind that. That's, that's a quick 156.4. What? Hang on a second. Axel Jeffries, 153.8. I told you he knows his way around here. So that is the fastest lap in arm. And is that the fastest, fastest race lap? It's purple. It is, the first, it is the fastest first lap in GT3. Yeah, 53.853. Wow. So you are correct. You, you are correct. He's not saving fuel, or he knows he has to do a splash and dash at the end because of the gap he has over correct. second place. Now, 53.9 was the, the previous best from you and Hanky in the race lab McLaren. Um, he put about three fast laps in off the bounce, did you? So there's the fastest lap confirmation: 153.853 for Axel Jeffries. 
in the 488 GT3. Still a fantastic-looking car. Yankler's done a lot of racing in Europe in the uh, in the Lamborghini series, in the Trofeo series. Um, he won the Trofeo series out here as well. Uh, very experienced driver. Uh, let's go down to Nick Damon in the pit lane. Very quick change of what, John? Seb's not here, so you've got to guess what they changed really quickly. Uh, brake pads. No. Uh, the very quick chance of door number. Yes, well done. Well, that's a real... Wow. <laughs> Did you see that in some way? Because that's cracking second guess, that is. <laughs> I I might have noticed whilst I was oh, sitting up okay. in the press room... Here we go. ...that there, it was the, it was the right-hand side, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 48, yeah, they came in, they completely fallen off. They, I mean, these are just stickers here, obviously, because it's a daytime race. It's just a sticker. Ah, good um, yes. At night, of course, they uh, glow and they're spacklit, and if it comes off, it's actually something that will, will cause you to be called the pits to fix, uh, which takes a while. And we seem to lose good results of having to fix their number plates in the past. But on this one, it's just a stick it's lovely daytime here. Um, yeah, by the way, we've now got that cooling effect, which got, which, because of the sun going down and some clouds. And I think that's why everyone's going quite good. The truck doesn't feel really technical. Ah, to a good point, yes. Yeah, quite cloudy out there. That wind is a little bit cooler than it has been in uh, uh, previously. Uh, not as hot as it was yesterday. And you can see the E86, uh, if you're watching on the stream, Axel Jeffries in uh, not bright sunlight. Some of the circuit is, which means it's just losing that uh, little greasy top layer. And uh, everybody's been able to get a little bit more traction out of the corners. So he makes his way down towards turn nine. This is going to be another cracking... Oh last 45 minutes to an hour in fact the last 90 minutes you've been with us all the way through thank you for joining us this sunday coming up to 10 minutes before three I'm here in the emirates and that means back in the uk it's just coming up to 11 o'clock in the morning midday just before midday at at uh, in central europe Plenty of motorsport at this early part of the season. This weekend for round two of the Hankook Middle East Trophy. Next weekend, it's the big one. Abu Dhabi, 24 hours. Excuse me, the Dubai, 24 hours. Hello, we've moved. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna, it's going to be a two-centre, just race backwards and forwards. Well, you can because you've got the 311 and the 11. Yeah. You go up one, Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Uh, obviously, you, you have a code 60 when you're in uh, Dubai. You can have a code 80 when you're in Abu Dhabi because yes. that's speed limit to 20 miles an hour, 20 k's higher. Uh, it's just when you get caught in Dubai, you've got a 20 uh, kilometer an hour buffer in Abu Dhabi. There is no buffer. No, indeed not. It is so actually, so it ends up being the same. So exactly. It's 140 and 140. Exactly. Luke Bright is leading at Paul Trusswell. Never second guess Trusses. Mm -hmm. He's worked the strategy, and it's not been a... See, the more difficult the strategy is, the better it is to have Paul Trustwell in your pit, as he has managed to finagle the 992 Red Camel Jordan NL plan, scheme, strategize to the front of the class ahead of QMMF by HRT, who've had a great race. Seven stops, seven passes down through the pit lane at least for the Red Camel. They've kept 
basically they've kept their fuel topped up is how that has worked that has given them a substantial lead just waiting for Julian Hansis to come across the line uh, which he will do any second now just go ahead Nick sorry Surprisingly, it shows a bit of damage on the thread of the rear right. I think the uh, problem has been, well, it looks like the, the, the locking cap went, which is the locking, that's when it yeah, stripped out the top two rows of the thread as well. So, yeah, unfortunately, the problem was uh, that evolved over those three pit stops, didn't it? But, uh, yeah. they, they could fix it, probably, you know, just put a new hub on, which is the work of, well, now it's cooled down, probably the work of about 10 minutes, but it's really where they want to bother in such a short amount of time. They're very unlucky on that one, but... Uh, yeah, good point. Thank you, Nick. Nick Dearman. Uh, gap between first and second in 9.92, just on uh, 65 seconds, with Julian Hansers putting that car's fastest lap of the race in last time around. Uh, and that is the leading AM car as well, of course, in the 9.92 class. And they've got about a minute and 20 on... No, they haven't. They've got about uh, 15 seconds, yeah, on the second place in the AM class. So, good racing going on there. GT4, it's just under 100 seconds between Century that lead and Fabian Dufour for it, GMC Racing by Simpson. And then just pitting for what will certainly be the final time for that car, the 496 Continental Racing Toyota, Gazoo Racing Supra, Vasily Vladikin. Uh, I think you'll have to get out of the car, actually, with an hour and six minutes to go. In TCE... Oh, uh, there's a change at the front of the TCE division as the TCR car has gone ahead by five seconds of the Ginetta of Owen Hizzy. Uh, well, I'll have to work... And, and they're both just in those cars, I think. No, it's been for a while. So he's got to get out in 15 minutes. Uh, even Vallas could take the AC Audi to the end of the race. And the only class I haven't talked about is the front of the field, where Axel Jeffries put in another fastest lap of the race, and 153.5. Um, <laughs> that's a full second quicker than Formula Four cars go around here. Yeah, their lap records. Um, so that's extraordinary. And this suggests to me that there will have to be a splash, splash of fuel. Yeah, and a 10-second um, in the penalty box. Yes. For both the lead cars. So well. when do you bring Axel in? So do you bring him in at the first opportunity that he can get to the end? Because don't forget, if we... So Code 60 is fine for fuel, but bad for the penalty, because he can't serve his penalty. Exactly. So do you, do, do you bring him in... You're going to have to bring you uh, under, under green. 55 minutes to go or something like that, that where you know you can get to the end from there, and you have a very small splash of fuel. Yeah. You stop for 10 seconds, and then you do you put new tyres on? I suppose you have to. And you... He's had 24 and a half minutes. How much can he do? Because he did some earlier on, didn't he? Yeah, indeed. So might they have to finish another driver? Ooh. Right, I have to dive into my you dive stats. into your stat um, uh, there, which is impressive? Standby caller. <laughs> uh, strategy overview. Uh, by the way, we have now had uh, five code 60s for 10 laps or 55 minutes. Uh, the updated version, eight code 60s for oh. one hour and 21 minutes. Oh, right, that hasn't, that hasn't impacted. Okay. 
fantastic. Thank you. So, uh, select a kill. Who am I looking for? Did you see it? Axel uh, Jeffries, uh, 86 Paramotor Sport. Thank you. Axel Jeffries has has only done this stint. Exactly. He will get to the end of the race. So he's done... Uh, he's been in the car for 25 minutes. And there's one hour four oh. and 12 to go. That is it. He's going to do it. It's fine. He, he will get there. The clock will tick down to zero. It can't count anymore. And he will get to the end of the world. Brilliant, brilliant work from Barrow Motorsport to get that done. Because so he, if he... If, if he well, if he's in the lead of the race, he can control it. Yeah, exactly. Because he can control when he crosses the line. But if he isn't, and he's got to do one extra lap, then he's in trouble, isn't he? Well, the difference is that clock will stop at, at um, zero. So the driver time does stop. Driver time until the checkered stop. flag. Yeah. So he's got, a, he's got one minute, uh, one, one fifty-five over um, the second place he'd been most okay. for. So here's the thing. Time in the pit lane doesn't count against the driving time. No. So when he splashes, that's where that 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 was it. God, they are they are pushing that. They are they are pushing that. <laughs> I, I think he, I think he's he could be all right, um, or he could. I mean, what he can't have is the last lap under code sixty. No. The last lap is a five-minute lap under code sixty. He's knackered. So. They've got. <laughs> There's just a what if situation, isn't it? There's always something <laughs> happening at RSL underscore studio if you know better. Uh, and please let us know. Um, thank you for being with us. That is just. Uh, Pro Am uh, leader, by the way, is Car Collection. And Dennis Marshall is in that car. Behind him in the. Manamari Energy by EB Motors is the best of uh, the second best of the pro arms, by the way. And another fastest lap by Sergio Nicolet. He's just going across the line again. 153.598 confirmed as the fastest lap of this race by Axel Jeffries. I think, and I would have to look back, and I haven't got everything with me here, easily at hand at least. I think that might be the quickest that we've seen a preventic GT3 car go around here. I'd have to have a look back at that one. It, on this circuit? On this circuit, true. yes. Um, so we've been doing this circuit in the six hours since 21. Um, I can't remember something that quick. When they did the double six and the 12, so they did a 12 this year, did, uh, last year, should I say? Yes. That was, that was um, Maro Engel um, in the AMG, did a 51 too, but that's not on the same time. No. Um, but is it the same configuration of Yes. Track? Yep, exactly the same. Full, right. full Grand Prix, full uh, 5.2. It, it, it's The problem with GT3 lap records is that with all the different GT3 series running yes. slightly regulations. different regulations, balance of performance, weight limits, um, ride heights, etc., it's actually a little difficult to do proper comparisons when I was so. looking I was looking at this last night um, uh, the homologation weight for that Ferrari what they're running here is around about uh, 150 kilos more uh, penalty for Seb Lajou Racing 
and that is being soaked up. Nick Damon is watching some more. Now, these will be final stops now, Nick. Well, this is actually a, a, pit, a pit repair stop. It's the 918, which is the uh, RP Motorsport HRT uh, 992 Porsche. Um, first of all, they've got another, they've got, it's an HRT run car, so they've got a spare car in the back. Um, and they've nicked the battery out of that straight away. So there's been some excellent car cannibalisation. They've also um, spent a long time stripping down the complete gearbox unit they had. I thought, oh, they're doing a gearbox change, which is brave, I thought, within hours ago. But they're not. They're actually changing the actuator wiring, which is the failure. They've taken off quite a bit of um, undertrade, but they've, they've now stripped off the actuator wiring from the spare gearbox and differential unit. They're sticking that on. There's like a new battery on. But it sounds like they've got some electrical issues as well. Maximum of a 12 volt brand new battery and uh, a wire that probably hasn't got a cut. So they are looking to get back out again with the 918. Thank you, Nick. And Axel Jeffries continues on his way, just whacking in the very quick sector times. And uh, whether they choose when they come in to do the splash and dash just to go throw another driver in there just to cover off. The the, that would be the safety. The problem that they have is they can get caught up in so many yes. different <laughs> ways that will take it out of their hands. So, for example, and I, I don't know, but let's presume, but we know that Finn uh, Gersitz has to get out within the next 15 minutes or so. All right? And the fuel pumps are out of service, I'm seeing. Code 16. Code 60 and the fuel pumps, I had a message there, the fuel pumps out of service, and then that's disappeared. So I, I will try and... So we've gone code 60, which means nobody can refuel. So they've done that for safety. They've done that for safety. Nobody get well, they can refuel 25, but the fuel pump's out of service, so they'll stop the inlane for fuel. Yeah. Okay. Um, basically, something... Why so I was just about oh. to say, uh, this could be a nightmare for Baron Motorsport. Yes. Because... If you've got a car that only needs a splash and you get uh, code 60, then they can take it. Um, whilst they don't, they're going to need nearly full fuel to get to the end. Yeah. So let's see. It's 1 minute and 39 seconds between first and second as we've just gone into code 60, so it's a bit less than that. Uh, the fuel pumps out of service has been confirmed, and the teams have just had that as well. So this will keep everybody out of the pit lane. Well, unless you're going to do a driver change to get to the end of the race, you can't. But then you're it. going to have to bring them in again, so you're going to waste track time. Has anybody got enough fuel on there to do? And as I say, that into the KDM straight into the in there. Well, they've been having problems, problems so they're, yeah, they're really not in with a, a shout of the the victory anymore for the the KTM. They've dropped back. Vortex has got the got a hand at least on the trophy for GTX. So here's, here's the problem. If you come in and drive down the pit lane, it's going to cost you 30 seconds. Yep. Um, which is, it's, you're right, if you have to do that and your driver's running out of time, then obviously it's better to do it right now under code 60 than it is under green. But you're still going to have to come back to get fuel. Yeah, exactly. And we're talking driver time here, but we're talking about the BOP driver time, the maximum you're allowed to do per class, because yeah. we don't have the two-hour limit. No, no, we do. We, we do. do. I, was, I was wrong about that earlier on. Sorry, you were away. Um, yeah. It's, it, it, the, the BOP driver time is the same. Yep. Uh, we've got two hours maximum stint continuously. Yep. 
what has changed, and this is where I got confused about it, was the the minimum rest period is what's been taken away for this race. Ah, the minimum rest period. And, and, as, and as Joe said, that seems reasonable because it's not as if we're going through the night. It's only a six-hour six race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In Dubai, is 50% of your previous stint. Correct, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's disappeared. 24, yeah. And that's where I got me knickers in a nut, to be that's honest. That's fine. So, um, so, so we have yes, been watching. Yeah. So we, we have still got to watch the stint yeah. times. The race lab McLaren is going to have to come in. Who's, t- who's tight on it? Uh, Race Lab McLaren. Yeah, definitely. And also behind that is the 965 Porsche. Well, we're under an hour to go now, Phil. Yeah. So anybody who has got uh, a driver who's been in there just under or near an hour, but not too much over, yeah, they're going to be all right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I... Tim Zimmerman's just gone out in the Huber Motors bought Porsche and... The See, there's your issue. Leader of Duty 4 is going to have to come in 50... Oh, they're, that's they're going very to tight. It's going to be very tight indeed. So where are they on the track? We need to find out where they are on the track. So that is a 429. 429, Century Motorsports. 429 are just approaching turn number six now. Oh, my goodness. They're at the uh, middle part of the back straight. Yep, there they are, in yep. fact. And great pickup by our team. So this is the Century 429 BMW and um, Ravi Ramyid and Fabian Jaffer for AGMC. That's the AGMC car. 438. 429 is just a little bit further up the road. This is really nail biting. And what we don't know is this is this a technical issue for the fuel pumps? Well, it must be. Or have we? Now, uh, or do we have somebody stuck in the lane, which is why they've... Well, the, well, the lane is um, um, Tech Pro, so they can move the lane. Yeah, true. The, the lane is Tech Pro, so I think there must be either an electrical issue um, going on. Uh, I, I definitely never touched the coffee machine whilst I was in the press room. <laughs> uh, by the way, whilst we get this opportunity, a couple of things. As ever, thank you very much to all of our volunteer officials, of which they are legion here. And of all the things that's changed in the past 20 years or so is the amount of local officials, volunteers, marshals, um, pit lane officials, etc., etc. That has been an incredible, an incredible success story. A particular thank you to Yasmarina Circuit here. They're... The ease at which we have got in and out, considering that there is this uh, four support categories, (laughs) uh, and the parking has worked perfectly. But also, what is normally the Formula One uh, paddock club area has been given over to the press. Uh, They have so many power strips for every single plug in the world. Uh, All of the screens are up there with the timing scoring and of course the world feed and the PA coming through with our audio. They've got a proper beans to cup industrial coffee machine. They know the press call very very well. <laughs> and their nibbles throughout this weekend in terms of the spread and the freshness of handheld food, filled croissants, uh, chicken wings, there were some samosas yesterday that were absolutely outstanding as well as some more healthy options figs and dried fruits from this part of the world as you might imagine um uh, more than a little golf club thank you very much to whoever's organized that because that has been a boon 
um, particularly for, for us running in between. We haven't had an arduous um, schedule this weekend, but... Um, oh, just, some of us haven't. Just being able to run across as I did, grab a cup of coffee um, and get, grab back out again. Now, Joe Bradley's back in the pit lane for the final hour of the race and the Century GT4 car has made it in. That, was a, that must have been a bit squeaky for Ravi and the rest of the team because he was tight on his driver time, Joe. I'm not quite sure. Um, we'll, we'll check that when Rami uh, gets out. Um, it's Charlie Robertson who will take the car to the flag and right now he's going to be given a, Joe, a fresh set of handcuffs. They haven't been able to fuel, so they will have to come in again. The fuel ah. pumps are closed at the moment, right, out of service. Well, that's a shame, isn't it? So they were that. So that's why they've they've come in because Ravi is driver right time. time. Yeah, yeah. Rav, Ravi was was on fifty five, right. one hour and fifty five minutes uh, before the code sixty came out, and when we looked, he was only halfway around the track. I reckon he was fifty seven or fifty eight. I reckon that was a bit <laughs> bit too close for comfort. Right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check all that. He's just um, he's at the back of the garage. The tyres have come off. Lots of people. I there. think I, I'm pretty certain. Uh, look, uh, I, I'm. I'm fairly certain they're fine, Joe. I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask Nathan Freak, actually. Nathan, are you up to date with uh, your guys in the 429 and driver times and stuff? I think <laughs> we, 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 we kind of gauged it. It was right on the cusp of, of him being over. Is that why you've had to bring him in, I think? Yeah, um, exactly that. Because it's a um, pro-am or an am. I don't know what it is. It's not semi-pro. <laughs> um, Ravi has to do half the race. Um, so we're actually, we're actually really restricted on our strategy. Um, and obviously, with the Code 60, we, we would have ideally come for fuel and done tyres and came to Charlie. But we had no choice but to box, get the, uh, the, get the driver change out of the way, because I think was at 1 hour 59 minutes when he came in or something. So um, I don't know how it's going to work, but I guess there's a few cars that are going to come in and, um, and, and, and do a second fuel stop when the fuel station reopens. I mean, the GT4 class is a bit tight, but it's uh, something that you're not... Is that final pit stop, because of the situation, going to cost you that password? Yeah, potentially. Um, we were already losing out to the Supra um, beforehand because when there was a big Code 60 in the middle of the race, they were able to extend their stints, which we just couldn't do. Um, you know, as I say, Charlie and Ravi have basically got to do th well, three hours each. Um, so it made our strategy very, very limited. So we lost out there, and we were already scratching our heads as to whether we were going to be able to overcome that deficit. Um, but, um, but obviously, the Toyota had a very slow pit stop then, so it's put us back in front. But as soon as it goes green, we need Charlie to box. And it's not a big fill, um, but it's more than a Code 60 fill um, and, get, and get back out. Also, we've got a 20-second penalty for speeding under uh, Code 60 um, twice. So... Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit uh, frames like scrambled egg at the minute. That's, that's why I asked you the question, you see, Nathan. So from GT4 to GT3, a quick final update on the 22. Was it that overheating problem that brought about that demise? Um, no, it wasn't, actually. Um, turns out that the clutch release bearing has failed and, um, and pretty much destroyed everything in, in its path. Um, we need to look into it. Uh, I don't know why, but... It's an automatic clutch on this car, um, so it's a little bit, a little bit different to normal. And the process has been that we stop at the fuel station, stay in first gear, keep the clutch in, um, because in Q8 we had some issues with gear selection uh, when we went to neutral. Worked fine in Q8. 
here it hasn't worked. So we need to understand why. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know what the official line is from BMW, and obviously they'll investigate it. But um, it's pretty bit. Pretty, pretty, pretty bitter pill to swallow. Same bearing as we run in Q8, or have we changed it? Yeah, no, same bearing. The car essentially in Q8 was brand new, um, so it's a very young car, and um, you know it's not, it's not, an, it, it, it's nowhere near its life. Uh, that it was inspected before the race, um, everything looked fine. Um, so it could just be a an, an anomaly. Anomaly. Um, I know what you see. Yeah. Well, it, it's going to have to be because it won't do a 24-hour race. We found that out. Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, obviously, if going to neutral is the solution in the pits, in, in the fuel station, then then that's it, and that's a tough lesson to learn. Um, but it feels like it shouldn't be the solution. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks for that. Oh, that's so frustrating. Uh, no fuel at the moment uh, for anybody. There's an, the, the option is not there. And um, we've gone to a code 60. Uh, it the guys are working on it at the pit lane. Uh, our intrepid camera machine, Seb, is down there, and it appears that they are loading some additional fuel into the into the tank of Bowser at the moment, with 47 and a half minutes to go. Because that tank of Bowser has the manifold on to spread it over the over the pumps. Over the pumps. Yeah. So that is. So this is why. We're under code 60 at the moment, so that nobody is disadvantaged by that. Indeed. And, uh, and, and that's, you know what? I, yeah. have, I have no issue with that at all. Things happen. It's about how you uh, respond to them, and I think that's really smart. And they are responding to it. Yeah, exactly right. As fast so as there's, they no, there's no overtaking. Nobody's gaining anything. No, nobody's losing anything. Um, everybody who was coming to the end of their driver time has, has changed, and that hasn't played into anybody's hands because there's no tactical advantage because nobody was allowed to go for fuel. Now, how long this lasts before people can come in for fuel, that will be the next question. Um, we, we've very seldom seen red flags in in Creventic, and uh, let's hope we don't need one here. It tends to be something either bizarre or extreme, uh, like weather is the one that's caused it here the most is um, in Dubai uh, main, uh, pit lane underwater uh, pit, pit lane underwater up to my knees yeah. I remember uh, paddling through it Jan, um, Jan Berschmidt rode his jet ski up there in, a, in an F2 race that got rained out and he could ride his jet ski up the pit lane there is the second CP racing car outside of race control it looks absolutely pristine lots of people taking photos of that earlier Still running with the, or still the 85. It's been a great event. Um, not again. This we say this every time, or quite a lot of the times. Uh, th this is not an event that's going to attract tens of thousands of people, but there have been people in the grandstands. We've uh, enjoyed some great weather, and uh, in the hotels here, there's uh, the early cut for the Dubai Desert Classic. Actually, there's quite a few golfers making their way home. Um, last night and this morning, and we've been chatting to people within the Crown Plaza, which is uh, where we've been staying, and they've been asking us about what's going on, and oh, we'll stick our nose in there, how much does it cost? No, no, it's absolutely free to come in, as it will be next weekend at Dubai. Um, you can apply for tickets if you really want to, and get yourself in there for another fantastic weekend of action. And looking forward 
to that, over 60 cars, we yep. assume, will be there next weekend. Be fantastic. Sport race um, uh, will be the UAE Renault Clio Cup. That's going to be fun. Three races or two for that? Two races, two on, races on, races on the okay. weekend. I take it you're going to look after those, aren't you? Well, yes. Um, uh, we have a large contingent of um, drivers with unique names. Right. And uh, we need to look after those sort of things. And okay. uh, it is a local championship here um, uh, run by GPX. And uh, GPX based at the Autodrome. Autodrome, fed fatty and uh, company there with all of his historic cars. Remember, he re ran one of the Renault RS01s oh. in, in that. And he's still, yeah. yeah, he's still got that. And when I chatted with him uh, uh, two weeks ago when the Cleos were here, um, he said that's now, that's now eligible for his historics. Yeah, of course it is. Am I, am I misremembering this? Or was Stuart Hall and Roald Gotha in Possibly that? at that one, yes. Because I think it was in Gulf Colours. Yeah, I'd have to check with Bix on that because he was, uh, was spannering it. Marcus Winkelhock back in Kravendik for car collection. Uh, at the moment, sitting in seventh position. He's been in that car for just under an hour, so he can go to the end with 43 minutes to go. And... Just happened to move Charles Esplanade down. They must have come into the pit lane, did they? He can run to the end of the race. He's only on 59 minutes at the moment. Um. So everybody at the moment under code 60. This is... Uh, it's not even a virtual safety car because we don't close people up. So what you have here is a neutralisation of the race, 60 kilometres an hour, hence course 60. And uh, whilst you can come into the pit lane, at the moment you can't go in and get fuel. That isn't an option available. That's why we're under code 60, because there's a tech issue with the fuel pumps, which is being remedied even as we speak. Ah, ah. fuel pumps available and code 60 will continue for 10 minutes. So that's to give everybody an opportunity to go and fuel under code 60 at least once. So they'll 10 get, minutes is two laps. They get 25% uh, fuel. Some of them can take more than that um, in regards to the, the full AM driver lineup for GD3 AM and um, uh, 992 AM. Tim Zimmerman in straight away oh, yeah, hello. for Huber Motorsport. But and now he hasn't gone to fuel though. Did he just miss the fuel call? He may well have done. Oh, that's that. I mean, that's unlucky, if that's the case. So fuel pumps now available. Who needs fuel? Well, I, I would say the top three do. If you're Axel Jeffries, surely now you come in at the first opportunity. Where's the 86 car on the, the track, Phil? The 86 car, which should be the big one. They're all piled up together. Of course. You normally see that one. 86 heading down towards turn five at the moment, so he'd just gone past. So he's three minutes away. Where are you away from that? So um, even though we do the full lap, which is um, under code 60, uh, five minutes 16, or five, let's call it 517, there's also sectors that they're monitoring. Uh, sector one is uh, one minute uh, 10 and a half. Um, so on the count up from that. So you could still get done for speeding under code 60 in sector times. He's close to that. What am I saying? Most people are 111, 110, 9 there, 110, 8. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's sensible. What sector two? It's about 220. 220, so a total of 220. 
um, on that. And then uh, view have 220, then 145 for sector three, uh, which gives us the uh, the total. And to get to the control pit line, 515. So they measure it everywhere. So uh, the Grove Mercedes, now that was the one that they had the problem with, wasn't yeah. it? So is that car still circulating? No. No, no, it's, it's right the down the bottom. It's, yeah, it yeah, it yeah, says yeah. it's in fuel it's at the not, moment, but we're not no, getting anything up there. He's been in the pits 29 no, minutes so at the moment. Right. That's what caught my... Yeah. So Mark Neuhofer for the Porsche 992 Cup class car uh, for Neuhofer Racing. That car is in. That's the number 988, and that has gone to fuel. That's the first one that's taken advantage of it at the moment, waiting for Axel Jeffries to finish sector two. So cars behind him that will get the opportunity to come to the pit lane and to fuel first is Alfred Renard, Marcus Winkelhock, uh, the Haas, Thomas Kiefer car, Tim Zimmerman uh, is back out again and didn't take fuel, Esplanade being for CP Racing mm -hmm. and has gone straight to fuel. So this could be a really core moment, a key moment of the situation. So by our count, um, in the time we went 15, 16, 15, when they said 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So it would be 15, 26, um, around about seven minutes away Herbethy. from going time. Yeah. Back to green flag racing. Alfred Renard, Herbeth in. And let's see if he dives into the pit lane. Uh, into the fuel lane, rather, should I say. That's interesting. I don't think he has. Thank you, Joe. That's... But no fuel. Didn't go for fuel. I, no, he hasn't. I didn't no. see that. Absolutely not. Right. All right, thanks, Joe. Oh, very interesting. And, uh, we've got another few cars. They're very spread out around the circuit at the moment. And we've got the 44 approaching pit lane, 96 and the 750. Well, of course, the thing is that I'm forgetting, of course, everybody needed fuel when there was an hour to go at full blast. Yeah. Now there's going to be 30 minutes, let's call it 30 minutes to go at full blast. Yep. They will have used some fuel for running around under code 60, but it will be infinitesimal compared to what they would have burned at full, at full bore. Yeah, and the beauty of this code 60 is everybody knows when it's going to end. Yeah. Okay, because they've been given a time, and uh, fifteen twenty-six on the race clock, so that's five minutes left. So here's the only issue that Axel Jeffries has got is does it take him over the amount of time for his race, um, and that will depend when he comes round. This is, I think, this has saved Baron Motorsport from doing a splash. Because they, uh, yeah, yeah you were right there. So they, they did almost three minutes of fuel last time they were in. They did yeah. uh, two minutes and 47 seconds of fuel last time they were in the pit lane. Uh, Dennis Marshall did uh, three minutes and 15 seconds of fuel last time they were in because they were green flag stops, Phil. So yeah. they, they've got a lot of fuel in. So they, uh, they, must, they must believe they can go to the end. Yeah, indeed. And remember, these AM cars were given a 15-litre 
bonus. Yeah. So they point. can put 115 litres in there. They've got a 95% restriction on fuel flow, so they're only allowed 95 of the 100. Mm-hmm. But he can get 115 litres in there mm-hmm. for all of the cars that are running in GT3 AM. Got an extra 15. Here is the Porsche that I was talking about. This is Marcus Neuhofer in the MRS car. That has just taken fuel, and it's with Joe Bradley. New set of straightforward yeah. for this uh, for this team, guys. Uh, driver out, new driver in, and a, a fresh, unscrewed set of handcuffs to go to the finish uh, on all four corners. So it's uh, a clean run of the flag for the uh, for this one, the nine nine uh, the nine eight eight. The car that, that they're is. racing for position is the Cameron McLeod K Kramer Racing Porsche, which is behind them in the pit lane. If that makes any sense. So they're almost a full lap down on that car and they are almost a full lap up on Mulner Motorsport in ninth position with Vladislav Lomko behind the wheel of that car. So did you say 26 that we'd go back, right? Uh, 20, yeah, 20, 26 will go back. It's three that, minutes away. That will make 25 minutes of Code 60 running for fuel because we started this right on the dot of three o'clock. Okay, that's when we went for the first, uh, this code 64, the uh, pump issues. And 15 minutes of that, 10 minutes of uh, running with the pumps running. We've, those guys have saved 25 minutes of race fuel, uh, 25 minutes of fuel. All right, so here's how it stands with cars rejoining. Let's give you what I have. Uh, and we'll start in TCE where cars, uh, it's a little bit easier. In the TCE division, it's a TCR car that leads. It's... Ivas Valles for AC Motorsport and Audi that leads from the TCX Dill Albert driven T77 CWS Junetta. That car's led that category for so long but still leads its own class within it. In GT4, AGMC Racing are back in the lead with Century back in the pits for fuel, remember. They changed to Charlie Robinson but he couldn't get any fuel. So now AGMC retake the lead exactly as Joe Bradley was talking about down in the pit lane it's Toyota Gazi Racing UK in third position but a lap away from the leading pair in 992 11th position overall Luke Broikus must be fueled to the end of the race or Paul Truswell would have brought him in so Luke Broikus bringing that car home seven times down the pit lane uh, he has got uh, around a about, let me see where he's on the track. He's almost got a full lap, actually, uh, on the car in second place. Julian Hansers, QMMF by HRT, and Rabdan by Fulgenzi is next up. There's a minute between them. That's not a real minute, of course, because that's going at 60 clicks. So there's about a sector between them. That GD4 battle, Charlie Robinson um, is... BMWs and now two BMWs in front of that uh, Toyota. The Toyota is 110 kilos lighter than that. Mm. That's why he was worried about getting gazumped by them in this last section of the sure. race when Joe, Joe chatted to them down um, in the pit lane. Yeah, absolutely right. It's going to be a dash to the finish for round two of the 2023-2024 Hancock Middle East Trophy. He had a small but perfectly formed field battling for the lead. Two cars for the last 30 minutes or thereabouts to Kuwait Motor Town in early December. We're going to have the same sort 
of battle here as the contest comes down to the last 33 minutes and we'll be going back to green any seconds now waiting to see when race control give us the word the drivers will be chomping at the bit it is now 26 minutes past so we've had that 26.15 was when it was and uh, we are 26.20 now so yeah. we are over the 10 minutes waiting for race control to give us the nod and the, the teams know this as well so this is absolutely key to what is going on Axel Jeffries he'll be happy he's oh, saving fuel saved 25 minutes um, of fuel running around at 60 kilometers an hour he put it in idle switched the engine on and off running down the straight absolute quality for as far as they're concerned he's the best of the GT3s and it's an arm car again that leads it in the Salashin by Cox racing that car just barely ticking over you can hear it second gear and the car is basically driving itself at the moment <laughs> the driver do, trying to do nothing Not don't touch the throttle just let it tick over and pull you around it's Peter Cox the wily old now, driver have they got that code 60 set to if he goes under the delta it changes to red yes correct yeah and then it's green when he's above the delta yeah correct so he's just balancing his right foot at the moment i think he's i don't even think he's doing that i think that's tick over yeah i actually think that's tick over he's got the count the, on the the dash in front of the butterfly steering wheel he's got the elapsed time he knows he has to be five minutes and let's call it 17 five, seconds 17 yep He's up to 5.04 now on this lap. Oh, this is going to be a bit tight, actually. That might have been a bit quick. That is 5... 5.30. Th See, now, I'm, that's a bit... Oh. That might be... <laughs> that word was live on TV as oh, well. Oh, dear me. <laughs> oh. Peter. Did you get something wrong? Did we... <laughs> wow. Well, it'll, it'll show on the... I mean, Thomas Kiefer in the Haas RT Audi's just done a... a, a what is a his lap time ties on the... Uh... Well, we've had somebody just do a 5.06. The race lap McLaren. 5.14. 5.14. 5 5.13. Peter Cox, 9.69. Now, we had a heap of cars come out of the pits on that one. 5.12, 5.10. Um... They were expecting to go green before now, weren't yes. they? Yes. Oh. We could be in trouble oh. here. So the leader, last lap of 5.12. Second place, Dennis Marshall, 5.10. Your, your reference lap is a 5.17. 5.30, the. So the first car, the first car in the top six to have done what appears to be, and I'm only looking at the timing screen here, a legal lap was Alfred Renauer, who did a 6 one because he was, he'd been in the pits, pits for a bit yeah. of that. 5.34, that's fine. That's CP racing. Oh, there could be a raft oh. of penalties. What's going on here? We're inside the last half an hour. Anything on the... the Nothing. On the screen? Nothing. Wow. Okay. So, fuel pumps will remain available. So yes, kit, because they'd normally close them for the last half, half hour. An hour. Yes. Okay, so uh, they're doing that. Here's oh. the Grove car back out. Having yes. said we hadn't seen it for a oh. little while. There's my brother on the 
rear quarter pedal. What do you say? Sit, sit. Win the race, win the race. That's now been in for 41 minutes in the pit lane after that issue. That looked like Q uh, MMF by HRT in the pit lane. That's the third place GT, excuse me, 992 Cup Car. And second in Am. They've got a bit of time in their hands, but not much. Joe Bradley down in the pit lane. That was an F1 stop from the 931, <laughs> really? the QMMF boys and girls, yes. Absolutely. They were very, they were Ging themselves up before the slapping car. Slapping themselves the around a bit. <laughs> they, were, they were slapping the top. Right, here we go, come on. Right, let's go. Let's, and the car pulled up. Bosh, they got it done very, very Brent quickly. Grove leaves the pit lane and goes to the 60k limit. Well. Um, I, I, am, I, am, I have to say now, I, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen such a raft of cars blow out the, <laughs> the delta time. Um, and we're not talking about half a second here no. and there. We're talking about six, seven seconds in some cases, more than that. I would hate for this race to end and with it, a whole lot of no, penalties exactly. rafted. Exactly. It just it wouldn't be befitting of it. But by the same token, if you're a car that's done the 17, you, and, and you're going, hang on a minute, you know, well, actually, everybody last time around yeah. uh, in the top seven under it. brought the bracket. Yeah. Sorry, drag racing term there. You know <laughs> yeah, bracket they all broke out. Yeah, that, that's how, just over the way. Mm -hmm. We can do that tonight. You've got a nice car. Here we go. We haven't had the under a minute to go no, that we, we haven't. normally get. All, have the, all that happened when we got to that time was the fuel pumps remain available, which, as you said, um, they're not shut in the last 30 no. minutes. Um, well, we've said this before, and, you know, again, on board with Keith Besson, <laughs> and Code 60 is 517. Now, that is the number 992, and... What did he do last time around? He did a 518-0. Exactly. He He's might win this race here. He could possibly do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not going to because he's laps off the pace. But, I mean, I, I'm i now at a loss for words. Yes. Um, th this will be very frustrating for the teams. It'll be impossible for race control. Well, absolutely. We wish them our best. Yeah. Sending thoughts and prayers at the moment. We'll send chocolates as well. FYI, John, spirit of the race. Uh, we have to consider the spirit of the race mm, award true. as well, Phil. And there's been, I mean, there's been precious uh, little of in and out. It's only a six-hour race, of course, but um, have a think about that. Yep. Nick Damon, I know he's listening in. Joe Bradley, I know he's listening in as well. Just under half an hour to go. Who do we think uh, might be in with a shout? Well, it's nice to see NKPP back by Baz Kooten. Where's the, I mean, the adversities have taken people out of this race yes. more, more than anything else. It's nice to see the Grove car back out there. They've had their issues. Colin White, as ever, um, with their cars. Both of their cars have problems. It looks like they're still going to... Uh, win the TCX category with one of them. Collins in that car, having just taken it over from young Mr. Hizzy. Tom Coronel. 
Tom, I'm, I'm tempted to give it to, to Tom Carnell, Cornell just for that just interview. Just for the way, exactly. <laughs> that was brilliant. A um, lot of good performances by local teams. Rabdan, QMMF. Podium finishes could be for those guys. It's definitely. So Sergei Nikolaj has come in for Ebi Motors into the pit lane. I think I'm going to go for the QMMF pit stop just there. Spirit of the pit stop. 24 and a half minutes to go. Joe Bradley, I want to go down the pits here. Just, is there any anything from the, the teams there? Do they look like they know what's, uh, what is about to happen or not happen? No, hard, it's hard to judge. There's uh, very little activity. What, what cars we are seeing on pit road uh, now, after that flurry of uh, a couple of stops where we saw a driver change, uh, the 931 Porsche being the last car on the apron. We've had a car just come through. Every, there's no activity. There's no tyres being brought out here. The teams are all huddled around the monitors, but that's pretty standard at this stage of any race with, you know, less than get towards a half hour to go. That's where they would be, just watching their cars to the finish. Uh, no clue. I mean, you, you announced uh, not so long ago that this Code 60 was going to end very soon. Ten minutes ago, actually, um, yeah, it, it was exactly. due to end. Yeah, I was going to say defined yeah. very soon, you know, kind of thing. Ten minutes ago, it was due to end. Um, what we don't know is if there are further issues, of course. Maybe because of the technical issue, they're looking at um, one minute to the end of the Code 60 procedure. One minute to go. And right. uh, we're going to have uh, around about 22 minutes of racing left. Wow. It's thrown up a lot, this race. <laughs> Some very unusual things. But, uh, yeah. waiting for this code 60 to end. It said under one minute, so it could be at any time. Just to, I'm still confused about some of these lap times yes. because they aren't out laps. They are going roundy roundy laps because Axel Jeffries hasn't stopped in the last uh, 45 50 minutes so it's, it's not as if it's end of pit lane time anyway that's not when it, it you, you pits if you were in the pit lane that would be a long that would be a long uh, lap not a short lap well i think what may well have happened is that um, race direction may be looking at okay green, green, flag. green green 22 minutes to go for the second round of the hankook Middle East Trophy, and Axel Jeffries has gone for fuel right at the end. Oh. Right at the end with 21 minutes to go. He needed more than 25%. Well, he must have, as he dived in, and that has given Car Collection and Porsche the lead. Now, can they go to the end? My goodness me. Extraordinary stuff at the front of the field. So the car collection portion of a 96, the red-white car, is leading. 44. Lamborghini back out of the circuit after its problems earlier on. Now, will EB Motors come through? I think they will, because they got some fuel, didn't they? 
they've got about a minute and 30's worth of fuel when they were allowed to. They're still coming round at the moment, but it's gone green. It could not have been worse for Baron Motorsport and the Ferrari prancing horse. And Dennis Marshall is streaking away around the circuit. If he does not have to stop, then it's looking fantastic. Alex Arkin Aka has gone through in third place now. EB Motors have dropped to fourth. Ralph Born for Herbert Motorsport in fifth at the moment. Well, what an extraordinary turn of events. We'll have to have a word with Baron Motorsport. It's Stuart Bradley down in the pit lane down there. And really need to find out what was going on. They must have thought they couldn't do it. Penalty can't be taken under code 60 for the 714. And this is the Razoon Northern Racing KTM Crossbow, fourth in its class. And they've been told that they've got to sort that up. We've got a Janetta coming in as well to sort up a penalty. And I think that's going to be the 279. I don't think Axel's actually stopped in the penalty. Well, he's, a, he's a, in uh, pits now. So the Vortex That's is doing its penalty, but Axel and second and third both have 10-second penalties. Joe Bradley was watching that. Yeah, he came out of the fueling, did not go into the penalty box, and uh, just gone straight by the pit here, as well as back out. Uh, do you want me to clarify that? Yes, please. Uh, also, uh, find out you know, why, they went so right in, why they went right to the end of the Code 60. They must have needed more than 25% fuel. Yes, and, and uh, that cuts so the cut the Baron Ferrari as a correct to serve. Yeah, which is, we were expecting that to happen there. Right? The Thanks, man. We'll keep our ears open for that. Marshall then leads for car collection motorsport, the red and white car, 001 in the top right-hand side of the windscreen, heading down towards turn nine now in the evening sunshine, or late afternoon, let's call it, 20 minutes before three o'clock, 18 and three-quarter minutes to go. Comes out 13 seconds behind. I think it's further than that, yeah. because that's when he crossed the line, line yeah. and he would have still, he'd have still been under the pit lane speed limit there so I think it's going to be a lot more than that in GT4 it's 30 seconds between first and second the two BMWs Charlie Robinson is back ahead uh, back ahead of that I'll get to that in a moment let's go down to Philippe Baron and find out what happened with the Ferrari Joe Bradley so Philippe your Ferrari came in for fueling right there when it went green what was the reason for that uh, we had the problem that under my fuel stop, uh, we had code 60 to uh, fuel the car 100%. And uh, the percentage we see is now missing at the end in the tank. And we got uh, a penalty for your car to serve, which you didn't do there. No, I, I just slowed down, up down to 60, much, much faster than everybody else around me. And the race direction told us they will uh, check our SD card after the race, and then we talk about the penalty. So you're disputing the penalty for now, yeah? Definitely. I didn't do anything wrong, so I hope they will take it back. Why, why couldn't you come in under that code 60 right there before it went even for a little bit of fuel? Because with the fuel amount you can take during the code 60, it wouldn't even have last to the end. So we, we had to wait until the last minute to be able to get enough fuel to come to the end. All right, can you not come in? Right in the lap.
up where it would have been enough for us, they gave green. So why up of code 60 we were happy in? Race. That's the only thing I can say. Thank you for telling us and clearing that up for you. Much appreciated there. So that they were really caught yeah, out there, they were. weren't they? They, they would have they would have come back in, whether it went green or not, for another short. Yeah. Uh, no, fuel. they didn't take any fuel uh, during that code 60. They stayed out all the way through, and which doesn't really that answer then doesn't really. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Compute does it? That answer then doesn't really compute, uh, does it? Well, yes and no. They were waiting. They waited. They had enough time to have come into the fuel stop twice when the when the pumps opened, and they would not have given up the lead to Dennis Marshall. I don't think. Um, so they could have got two twenty-five. They could have got fifty. Is that enough to get them to the end? It might be. It might not. And that, so there you go. There's your question. Thanks. Well, there's your answer. Uh, the question is now: uh, Axel Jeffries on full attack mode. Uh, but is what, it what a is minute? It? Yeah, it's a minute. Uh, BMW leading in GT4 has to soak up its penalty, Phil. 22 seconds on that one. And that will cost them the loop. Now, where's Fabian Dufieux? 438. 438 AGMC guard. They're rolling again, but it's a long run to the pit out. Waiting to see. 438 just coming across the line now. And so I think he's gone ahead of him there. Yeah. So that's a real race. So that, whatever it was, 40-odd seconds, that is a real race now. That's disappeared, and Char it's Charlie Robertson versus Fabian Defer. Exactly what he said would happen. Yeah, exactly what he said would happen. Incredible. That 110-kilo weight difference between the BMW and the Supra means that that um, Supra is much more fuel-efficient. Um, on its long runs, and they have to come in a pit, and the Super won't have to, with just under a quarter of an hour to go here in this, the Hankook, six hours, Abu Dhabi. Ah, oh, man, this is quality again. At the front of the field, it's not over either, with Axel Jeffries, what can he take out of Dennis Marshall? Dennis Marshall is a very, very good driver indeed. Took seven tenths out of him last time around. You've got to hope that Car Collection have got their sums right as well. Apologies for um, not necessarily getting back to you if you've been tweeting us here on uh, at RSL underscore studio. You can imagine there's been a lot going on here at the moment, but thank you very much indeed for all of your comments. We have been reading them as they've been going through. Under 15 minutes to go now. Here's how it stands. Porsche. 96 leads from second place. Baron Motorsport about a minute behind. Then there's 11 seconds between the number 99, Alex Arkin Aka, for attempt or racing. He's got seven seconds on Nicolet, Sergio Nicolet, and the Manamari Energy by Porsche. I tell you what, the, the steps on the podium are yes. not sorted yet. Charles Espler now, fastest lap of the race for the Mercedes of CP Racing. The number 85 car now in. Sixth position and third in the AM class, but, but crucially, only one car ahead of it in the Middle East Trophy, and that is the car that they were sec that was second. To. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, incident involving car 988, and another incident involving car 50 under investigation. So that's Neuhofer, Porsche, and the 50 is Tim Zimmerman, the Huber Motorsport GT3 Porsche. And are we still seeing? Any oh, now, now 
this this is interesting. CP Racing have had their penalty cancelled. Yes. They had a 10-second penalty on a pit stop infraction. That's been cancelled, so they're clear to the finish. And there is just 11 seconds between third position and second position now. And they're going to do it again. Here we go. Major positions are still up for grabs. This is amazing again. CP Racing leading the championship. The Middle East Trophy as we head to Dubai next weekend for the denouement. And blocked going into turn one with a couple of battling cup cars there. Now, is that a change of position there? It's one of the HRT cars going past the 909. I think so. No, that's still leading. That's fine. Breukers has managed to get the better part of a lap on the rest of the class in 992. GT4, 21 seconds. Charlie <laughs> Robinson, full attack mode, took two seconds out of the lead last time around. Has he got 10 laps? No, he has not. So he's going to need to do better than that. Marcus Finkelhock back with us in Creventing. The Gorian RT by Car Collection had a great first stint, did the cheeky little half-hour stint at the beginning and has done the last hour and a half to finish off. Sitting at the moment in eighth position. And that is second in GT3, actually, because there's a whole host of pro-ams and ams. When you get a lot of code 60, the fuel advantages for Pro-Arm and Arm actually play into their favour. Yeah, In, indeed, it, it does, because you, you know, especially with the all-am thing, and you can get more fuel because you get that 15 litre, well, 15 litre, which increases your 25%. Correct. Okay, exactly so right. you, you get that 15 litres, you, you get more, I think they get 28, 29 litres um, out of that. So that increases that, which means they can run longer again. So... That all happens. I think Nick said it um, in Midweek Motorsport. He said all of these um, these things that have a balance of performance really start to work in 12 and 24 hour races. So, as regular viewers and listeners know, uh, there is one trophy that is handed out before the checkered flag for a number of seasons now. Looked at the performances throughout the field and celebrate what we call the spirit of endurance, the spirit of the race award. And Joe Bradley is down in the pit lane to tell us who's won it here at the Abu Dhabi Six Hours. Well, I kind of see this award as a, the award where you should have gone to the bar award, uh, but this one at Ab the Abu Dhabi Six Hours goes to Grove, uh, Grove Racing and Josie here who's the team manager. Josie, you've won our uh, Spirit of the Race Award. And as you heard, it's kind of like for just keep on pushing. You know, it doesn't matter what you guys have been dealt a hand with. You guys have prepared it and got the car back in. And uh, Peter Fry here from Preventic is going to reward you with this very special award. And it's for, it's for you. It's not for the drivers. It's for the team. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we would have gone home have some beers but we prefer to be here finish the race and yeah 
and next week hopefully we can show what we can do. Yes, well, there's another Spirit of the Race award for Dubai, so let's hope you guys don't win that. Yeah, yeah, but I hope for something else. Then. Yes. <laughs> Josie, that's for you and all the crew and all the hard work that's gone into keeping that car on the track. Well done, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate. See you next week. Bill Bradley down in the pit lane, pray to fry with the awarding of the Hankook Spirit of the Race award to Grove Racing with that AMG. Uh, Brenton Grove in the car at the moment will know nothing of that. He'll be disappointed that he's down in 13th position in class and 34th overall, but they've got that car back out. Uh, they've dropped some uh, 22, 23 laps on the ladies, which is, you know, that's getting on for an hour, isn't it? Let's yeah. be quite honest. It's the better part of an hour. And as Joe Bradley, you, you might often call it, they should have gone to the... Should have gone to the bar award, but no, we'll have none of that. We'll get the car to the finish, and congratulations then to the whole team of Grove Racing and that number 10 car. Ceremonial flag waving in the commentary box. Of course, for, for the one. Aussies, yeah. yes, indeed. Yeah, the Southern Cross flying high. Indeed, it is. So now we're down to the last seven and three quarter minutes. Huber Motorsport, Tim Zimmerman puts that car's fastest lap of the race in. He's trying to chase down uh, a position. It's going to be tough. Red Camel Jordan leading GT in the 992. Why do I keep on that GT anything? DD Cup is what I was going to say. Um, then we've got the GTX battle. That's down to around uh, about 11 seconds between Mikkel Mack and Arno Gomez. And there's barely half a second between them. Marshall leads. For car collection and last time around four seconds the difference it's down to 54 seconds there's not enough no, time surely no even with the traffic axel jeffries the thing is they did nothing wrong no they did nothing wrong they did nothing wrong and they just got caught up in the large amounts of code 60s we've had in let's this let's room. not forget that um ernst kirschmeyer spun that Baron Motorsport, yes, Ferrari under uh, under the hotel. hotel. Yeah, exactly. And lost what half a minute, forty-five yep. seconds. It's getting it turned that, around. That's all you're talking about here. Exactly. Just because you don't, it doesn't. When people say, "Oh, you can't say that," because you know, um, with all the uh, with all the safety cars, we don't no. have safety cars. So lost time is lost time. Exactly. Exactly. Um, one third of the race under code sixty. Yeah. I don't think we've had that for a very long time. No. Uh, some of that was again uh, rather special Out, circumstances yeah, outside of the control with of the, the racing issues down yeah. at the uh, so basically if you are just joining us we had a, an extended code 60 for almost half an hour in fact just a little over half an hour because of a technical issue down at the fuel pumps and in order not to tactically disadvantage everybody they basically put the race under code 60 and uh, nobody could go for fuel and so that made it, yeah, frustrating, but at least it was frustrating for everybody. Some people will win, some people will lose marginally yeah. out of that. Unfortunately, the Baron Ferrari really did lose out. They were so close to being able to go at the end with 25% fuel, but they felt the best thing was to keep going and keep going until they got into the area, and as they came in, it went green. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, total of 37 minutes for that code 60, and that's just... 
<laughs> fastest <laughs> sector one of the race, 23.9 sec seven, seven seconds, and a 153.9 for James Kell in the race lab McLaren. That is a quick car. 53.9, not the fastest. We've had a 53.5 uh, from Axel Jeffries. That's the best lap of the race so far. Wow. That's impressive. It is. Under five minutes to go. Hope you've enjoyed this. Don't forget, doing it again next weekend. Practice qualifying on Friday. The race on Saturday and Sunday. It is the Hancock 24 hours of Dubai for the third and final round of the Middle East Trophy. We're going to have to work out, John, who's going to win the, the longest dark stint. Is it going to be Daytona or Dubai? Um, I think with the move of of Dubai back one week, yep. I think it will be Daytona by a few minutes. OK. It, it, it just depends. It's with it, um, Last year or the year before, I think it was exactly the same. It, yes. Meantime, in the 992 category, we've got a battle on the track for second and third. Rabdan and QMMF. This is a brilliant, lawable derby, isn't it? Sai Falamari and Julian Hanses. 971 ahead at the moment, but look round the outside. This is the pass. This could be second place on the box. Here comes Julian, tries to go around the outside, has to drop back in. 931 goes down the inside. Brilliant stuff. Oh. Goes through. Julian Hansers takes second place. What an awesome move with just three minutes left. They'll get at least one more lap. So now can Julian pull away? Oh, the guys from QMMF will be absolutely delighted by that. And that is second in the overall in 992. That's for the top step in the arm category, Phil. Wow. So a proper local derby there. And Julian Hansers nicking it away for QMMF from Rabdan in the dying moments. That's Rabdan really struggling to get where they wanted to be in two races now. True. In two races. It's just happened to them in the last 30 minutes. This one's happened in the last three minutes. In Dubai, uh, in Kuwait, it was the last 30 minutes where they just couldn't get past CP Racing. And uh, well done to Gibbs Besson in yeah. uh, here. just the quickest lap of his race. 202-160. Just the two drivers doing that one. Brilliant stuff. Uh, GT4 down to five seconds. Charlie Robertson has been hauling in. Fabian Defier. Three seconds a lap. He's going to have a, what, a lap and a half to go. This is going, going to be, be right down to the yeah, right down to the wire. Let's see if we can find them out on the circuit here. GMC by Simpson. It's the 4:38. BMWs first and second in that category. Charlie Robertson in the 4:29. 4:38, just coming down towards turn nine at the moment. Yeah, in the third sector. Meantime clock ticks down this could be for that that battle there for charlie robertson that could come down to when the leader crosses the line yes and whether they get an extra lap or not and where's the leader compared right to behind them, them. Oh, right they, behind them they, in turn nine right now they do not want no. to be passed by the leader exactly he really doesn't want to be passed by the leader so right ahead of the red and white porsche is the battle for and the and 
coming underneath the bridges now. The BMW battle. There's the 429 coming out of the hotel complex. And then the next BMW up the road is the leader in class. Charlie absolutely wiped the nose of the Ginetta. <laughs> oh, this is and takes the bollard. Out goes the bollard. Charlie Robertson is leaving nothing on the circuit here. The leader will get one more lap. Yep. But he does, they don't want to be lapped. They want this lap. And he, Charlie wants this lap and one more. And Dennis Marshall doesn't need... He's just starting his last lap now, Marshall. He doesn't need to race. Charlie Robertson. There's the, there's there's the, the leader. <laughs> Charlie Robertson, I think, might have to stay ahead here. Somebody... How's he going to do that? Somebody from Century needs to be running down a car collection saying, guys, you've got a minute in hand. Do not lap us. Do not lap us again. We've oh, got a chance. Dear. We've got a chance of the victory. Here he comes. <laughs> this could be the chance of victory in GT4 going for that white, grey and red BMW. Charlie somehow needs to stay ahead and I don't think he can. Here comes Marshall. The blue BMW going through turn seven now is the GT4 leader. Second is the red, white, and black car, and then the leader of the race is on his last lap. And if and he goes going. through, if he goes through here, that means they've got to only half oh, a lap done. to go. Oh. He's done it. And Charlie's not going to be there, so Charlie's going to draft up and oh, try yeah. and stay there. But he's only going to have three corners instead of a lap and three or four corners. Here's Charlie, though. This is not over. This is not over. The blue BMW is offline. That's the leader in the GT4 category. Fabian Defure under pressure now. This is on for GT4. The leader of the race has gone through. Watch what's going on behind. Robertson has three corners to take GT4. They have fought and ground their way back into contention. It will be a win for Marshall and for Car Collection Motorsport. They'll, they've got 55 zero seconds in hand, but behind them, down the inside in the final corner, he's got him, he's gone through. I think, I think he's gone through, he has gone through. He's gone through, I'm sure. Charlie Robinson takes it by three tenths of a second. He had to throw oh, it down the inside. drive. And he did it even though he had three laps, three miles shorter than he expected. What a what final a lap. lap. What a final stint by Charlie Robinson. I've seen nothing like that. Kravendik and the Abu Dhabi six hours delivers again. Oh, feeling, you've got to feel uh. for AGMC losing it on the last corner. Let's pick up some reaction from the pit wall. Here's Joe Bradley. Well, I've got Dustin and Luke, the co-drivers of the, the driver that's just taken the check at Flack, to take the win for the car collection, Porsche. Dustin, it was a race that just seemed to come to you at the very end, but you've been on the pace all weekend. I'm sorry, can I repeat that? The race came to you in a fashion, but you guys have been there all weekend. Yeah, I think it honestly is just the, the strategy that played out in our favour from the car collection team, as well as... Very talented, Loke, and uh, Dennis Marshall driving as well. Look, you were you were on pole position, then you weren't, but all that's a memory now, isn't it? At the end, it doesn't matter, right? We won the race. Well done. Well done, guys. Congratulations. Well, Joe, I'm, I, I don't even know what to say about the end of that. Great, great run for Car Collection Motorsport as they've taken the overall 
and win in GT3 Pro Arm. Axel Jeffries and Baron Motorsports some 47 and a half seconds behind in second. They'll take the Arm category. And in third, it's Attempto Racing who take the overall GT3. Then picking up the other positions, Pro Arm next for. Uh, AB Motors and Manamari Energy in fourth place for the number 95 Porsche. They're second in Pro-Am. Second in Arm is Herbeth. And third in Arm is CP Racing. Um, that'll even things up in the, um, in the Middle East Trophy, of course. Uh, then it was uh, seventh position was the fourth in Arm. And that was Haas RT. Marcus Finkelhock anchored home the number 80 to 8th in GT3 for Gorian RT by Car Collection Hoover Motorsport next up in 9th 10th uh, position another victory for Red Camel Jordan.nl another victory for Paul Truswell uh, 7 times down the pit lane uh, bettered only I think by Hoover and CP Racing who did 8 and 10 somebody else I saw had done 9 and 8 but uh, that's a great use of the regulations and Red Camel Jordan.nl win 992 from QMMF by HRT. We thought that was a close finish with a lap to go when Julian Hansers took second place in um, uh, second place in 992 and won the AM class over Rabdan by Fulgenzi. Third, by the way, Keir Kramer Racing in the AM class. Uh, extraordinary. GTX Vortex by. Uh, that was tight as well. Mikkel Mack got within a second uh, of. The win there in the Scottsport Lamborghini, but GT4 at the end. What a run. What a run for the eventual winners, Century Motorsport. They thought it had all gone when they couldn't yep. fuel at the last pit stop. But Charlie Robertson, nobody told him that. <laughs> and I, I have to be honest, Phil, I, I thought that when the leader went by, that was his chance gone. Well, at turn nine, when he went, went through the middle of them and got between them, you thought, but he, he got up onto the back bumper of him, got the Charles. toe out of nine, down through ten, and got right on his back bumper. And then he had to go wide. Well, the leader just carved his way through and compromised Fabian ah. under the hotel. Totally. Okay, And that's where he was, he was able to make that ground up. And uh, we didn't see it because we were following the leader, but it happened between 15 and 16. He had to throw us. He had he to, yeah, it, 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 it was it. You know, you, you just had to do it. Let's go down and pick up some uh, reaction from car collection. The driver we've not spoken to was the man who finished the race. Dennis Marshall is with Joe Bradley. You were the driver who had the pleasure of seeing the chequered flag for the team there, Dennis. How are you feeling? I don't think no, okay. <laughs> no, no, feeling great. Uh, obviously, what a nice debut. First time in 24-hour series, first time in the Porsche this weekend. Uh, big thank you to, to Car Collection. It was a really, really good racing strategy. I think this one we played really well. And also to my teammates. So, yeah, I'm really happy. Were you aware that the two BMWs that you overtook and lapped on the very last lap, they were actually battling for the GT4 win? You would have been totally unaware of that. Yeah, exactly. Not necessarily. I just saw that they were pushing quite a lot, even though it's the last lap. Uh, and, you know, for my side, I just wanted to take it as safe as possible. You never know uh, if people see you or not. And, uh, yeah, but I hope they just they still had a nice battle and they could enjoy the last lap. Yeah, that was tricky for you. Well done, Dennis. Great Joe, drive. I'd love you to have a word, if you can, with Charlie Robertson uh, when he gets that BMW back. Uh, and we'll hang on with you before we go to the results uh, for that. 
Uh, thank you for following along with us wherever you were in the world. Uh, you've actually crashed our server for the uh, socials uh, today. So thank you very much for being uh, in touch with us. Uh, let's just finish off the last couple of winners. Ivars Valles and AC Motorsport for Audi winning the TCR category in the number 188. Uh, and that also took the TCE division ahead of CWS. Colin White finishing in that 277 car. Uh, they take the TCX victory as well. That's third in the TCE division, Simpson Motorsports Audi. Uh, and fourth was the CWS Janetta, which had its problems. Uh, let's speak to the man of the last lap. Um, my head very nearly exploded. Charlie Robertson from having no chance when he got lapped by the leader. Somehow, Joe Bradley nicked the win in GT4. I just wanted to see Charlie's eyes there. Look at the intensity in this fella's eyes. And he's been out the car a couple of minutes. Charlie, that was a very intense finish of this race. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought we were on the, on the straight and narrow and then I heard that we had a, a penalty to serve 20 seconds which we served in, uh, in the pit stop. Well, we came through and stopped and lost probably about 45, 50 seconds to the car behind. Uh, and then, yeah, I came out 23 seconds behind with 10, 12 minutes to go. And I just got my head down, tried my hardest, could see him coming closer and closer every lap. And I didn't know whether I'd get it. And I just saw some GT3 traffic uh, on the last lap, let the Porsche through in a good place. And I thought he might just compromise the Simpson car and uh, he did. And then just managed to nick it in the final corner so yeah it was really good really hard to push everything out there so yeah were you aware that that Porsche was our overall leader and he was you know he was gonna put you down a lap you weren't aware of that you just thought it was a, it was a GD3 car yeah I didn't use him to help me yeah. so uh, I could see roughly where he'd catch and he overtook me into turn nine long left and that's fine because I couldn't I didn't lose much time and then I knew that he was going to be overtaking the Simpson car under the hotel which would cost the Simpson car a lot of time yeah. so yeah. I could just ready to capitalize on that really that was, that was brilliant, mate. Last lap, very last lap of the six-hour race. Yeah, really good, sir. Knackered now. <laughs> yeah, I bet. You can see it in your eyes. All right, on paper, mate, you're the class winners. I know there's penalties and deliberations, but right now, you took the class win. We'll see you on the podium. Charlie Robertson. <sighs> Excellent stuff. He thought about that. Oh, he, he did. really did think about it. And, of course, the team are talking to him as well. Let's speak to Axel Jeffries. Uh, at the end, 47 seconds, the gap back to Baron Motorsport and they, I mean, they had such bad luck. Another lap of Code 60, that might have been a different story Joe Bradley. It's very rare for someone second in a six hour race that I have to say commiserations but it really is, Axel, it kind of, the race ebbed away from you guys with that Code 60 and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit unlucky, you know, because Philip and Ernst, the whole Baron team did a, a great job. As an AM car to be fighting for overall victory was pretty cool. Uh, but it's just the way the luck goes sometimes. We came in uh, during Philip's stop. We could only fill half the tank because of the Code 60. We're 30 seconds too unlucky. But P1 in class, P2 overall, great job by everyone. Yeah, that's true. P1 in class, that's a great way to look at it. Thanks, Axel. Well done. Uh, and that is the P1 in AM. AM, yes. Yeah, Pro-AM car won, and the first of the GT3s were in third. Let's make these results... Uh, review these results for you. Uh, unofficial, as Joe said, still one or two things that will be reviewed by race control. Car Collection Motorsport, Dustin Blattner, Luke Hacker, Tog, and Dennis Marshall in that very pretty 911 GT3R Porsche. 
the red and white car completing 147 laps. In the end, almost 50 seconds ahead of Baron Motorsports for Ernst Kirschmeier, who recovered very well after his spin, actually. That must have really caught his attention. Philip Barron started uh, the race really well. Axel Jeffries doing what you would expect of Axel. A third on the overall podium for Attempto Racing, Alex Arkin Aka, who started the race, did a marathon stint. Jeff McEels and Florian Scholzer in the Audi. So three different manufacturers on the overall podium before Manamari Energy by AB Motors. That's another Pro-Am car in fourth. Fifth for Herbert Motorsport with uh, Alfred Renard, Ralph Bourne and Antares out. How will they feel about that? That was a race that I feel not so very long ago we thought we would have thought they, those, those guys would have done well at because they normally work the good 60s very well. CP Racing in sixth, but a, a, effectively the second finishing car, a qualifying car for the Middle Eastern Trophy. So it's going to be all to play for to buy next weekend. Haas RT will have wanted better uh, than their uh, seventh position for the Audi number uh, 21. Gorion Racing, the RT car collection motorsport car, Marcus Winkelhock along with Roman Mavlanov and Arta Gorian in 8th position for Audi then things get very interesting towards the bottom end of the top 10, Herber Motorsports another GT3 car, how about a top 10 finish for Luke and Ivo Broikers with Fabian Dans uh, and they take the GT3 Cup, the Porsche Cup class overall in the uh, the AM class, it was that brilliant race at the end. QMMF by HRT and Rabdan by Fulgenzi, 13th and 14th, with a couple of GT3 AM cars between them. Nice to see uh, Stefan, uh, Stephanie Cox and Peter Cox uh, in that car. But a great battle at the end. What was it? The penultimate lap that changed over with Julian Hansis uh, taking second place overall in their class and the win in the AM version of it. Kay Kramer and the MDM cars making up the top 16 in that uh, very, very competitive 992 GT3 Cup category. I do like that class. They've worked really well. Uh, in 17th, welcome back to Harry Hildish and Gies Bessem for the NKPP by Baz Kooten Racing. They'll be happy that they got the end without any damage. They're racing again next weekend, as many of these teams are. ERC Bratislava, that bright yellow number 44 car, that had a few scary moments, uh, but got to the end in 18th position. Uh, the Vortex takes GTX, but it was far too close for comfort at the end as Mikkel Mack chased down Arno Gomez, and it was half a second at the line. Quite remarkable. What a disappointment as well that the KTM wasn't involved with that after they had that wheel park company partway through the race. Then K. Kramer, Neuhofer, Mulner Motorsport in the 23rd, uh, showing well uh, just outside the top 10, I think, in, in the 992 category, uh, but doing well in the AM class uh, for uh, Vladislav and the rest of the team. Behind them, Sebleger Racing by Duo Racing and another Porsche, the 908, making up the top two dozen. Charlie Robertson winning on the very last corner of the last lap for Century Motorsport, uh, sharing with Ravi Ramied. Um, however, there is still a... T we think there's a 10-second time penalty, a 7-second time penalty issued for that car. 
uh, because they served their 20-second penalty incorrectly. So, my goodness me, that is still very provisional for AGMC Racing Team by Simpson Motorsport in second. And then the GR Supra in third, a lap further back. The best of them was the UK version ahead of the Continental car in 28th position. AC Motorsports in 29th. CWS uh, winning their class. AC Motorsports in the uh, Audi, I should say, winning the TCE, TCR class. TC, TCX won by CWS. P21 had uh, an up and down uh, day, didn't they? The 7.15 car finishes in 31, uh, position 31. PRP with HRT in 32nd. Stephen Lickerich bringing that car to the end of the race. Simpson Motorsports in their Audi with Ricky Coomba and the rest of the team in 33rd. Grove Racing winning the Sprint of the Race Award uh, for taking nearly an hour out of the race, but deciding that they still wanted to see the chequered flag. That is Aussie grit. 35th position, Razoon more than racing. What a day, what a different day that could have been if the wheel literally had not come off when Dennis Leibel was out on that very, very bizarre situation for the Milwaukee Tills car. CWS Engineering, that was the car that had the panel shift issues early on, and they were always fighting back from that. Century Motorsport, again, they had their problems with the number 22 car uh, first of all overheating and stalling uh, and then they had further issues with that car Lightman were taken out Gerhard Watzinger walked away from the car after an incident not of his own making it was the 721 actually behind them that uh, took them out racetrack competition that was the Lamara Cup car De delighted to say that Daniel Lamouli uh, walked away from what was an immense accident that basically broke that car to pieces in terms of its exterior but the safety cell did its job. GPM had problems. The, G the Dragon Racing car early on, as did Toro Verde. That was the issue with the air filter caught by hitting a bird yesterday that dropped a valve. And then the Haas RT, uh, that was their new car, the car that they brought in from, uh, from China that they're gradually redoing. That car had an engine issue and lost some of its fluid. That's the finishing order for the Yas Marina Abu Dhabi six hours. Round two of the Middle East Trophy for 2022, uh, for 2023-2024. Final round next week at Dubai. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.